Let me see you bounce right to left and let your shoulder lean, let your shoulder lean, let your shoulder lean. And get it right to step, let your shoulder lean, let your shoulder lean, let your shoulder lean. Hello, everybody. Oh my god. <laughs> Getting right into it this week. Woohoo! And welcome to another installment of the TPS Reports podcast. What's up? What's happening? What's crapping? And we back. And we back. And we back. And we back. Oh, yeah. I saw Chance just dropped a new thing with Joey Badass. It was pretty good. Like, Chance doesn't have, like, I don't oh, really? know. I feel like his releases are sort of under the radar when he drops stuff these Tell days. Tell me I didn't have to go 15 years back. <laughs> I could have just told you to do that new Chance. Well, I was going to do... Um, <laughs> what was it going to be? What else Didn't from Drake fucking just put something out? High school could it have been? I was going to do because Drake just put out an album, yeah. so I was going to do that. But honestly, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. It's, it's called honestly. Never mind. I uh, I tried to listen to it. I went and uh, visited some family on Saturday in the what suburbs. A gay name for an album. What a gay album. I was trying to listen to it on the way back. I like Drake. I want to hear a fucking Drake release. But this is like this is chick music. Again, you know, this is music for chicks. It should be called that. Music for chicks. Dude, it's you all it's all skips. I, I was driving and I was like, I listened to the first like minute. I was like, all right, no, let me hear the next song. Same thing. It's like samba. You don't think talking about how your texts go green is a manly topic? No. <laughs> oh, wrong one. Fuck. No. Go ahead, next song. Skip. Skip. Next song. Sticky. Sticky was like I think the closest to a rap song. Are you going in order or are you just jumping around? I'm just jumping around. Yeah, this like I stopped for a second because he started not okay. singing. Okay. What? But it's still I was like, oh no, my bad. I got a guys duped. come on your chest. Gay. I got duped. It was another chick song. Overdrive. Next one. Let me hear it. Okay, th this kick drum stinks. Sounds like a fucking record skip error. It's like when you uh, <laughs> you like pull your headphones out of the jack yeah, and it dude, does that weird thing. Where it's this is an aux buzz kick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next song. Let's listen to the Drake album in three minutes. Let's go. Again, what is it's this? It's all the same like this is like samba fruity, dance, fruity loops. My brother made this beat in third grade. <laughs> Jimmy Cooks featuring Twenty One Savage. All right, this has to slap. That's, that's such a fucking third grade insult. Like adding. My brother made this beat. It's bad enough, and you're like, in third grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he did. My brothers used to play with Fruity Loops all the times, and this is what their songs sounded like. Yeah. Oh, My brothers don't have those pipes, though. Here we go. Right, Actually, cool. I didn't get this far. This song's it's got 21 save. 21. Great up. So it's probably like a rap song. I'll listen to this. Not right now, but you know. Yeah. I should have sorted by like feature. I should have looked for like There's rapper features. That's it. I think that's it. Jeez. Yeah, it's the only feature. It's the last song. <sighs> I guess they saved the best for last. I don't know. Like when I know that Drake is more versatile than a rapper. Like people might not just call him a rapper. He's a. Oh, they he don't. Does, 
But like at they this call point, a fag. <laughs> it's everything <laughs> but, dude. Chick ass music he makes. No, I, I I skipped through like the first seven and songs on the drive. Like, I was like, this sucks. And I just went back to my like rap playlist. His collection of fucking like chick ass selfies where he's making duck lips and he's got hearts cut into his head. Drake's fucking weird. Enough. We get it. I don't know. It's a good album to drop. Pride Month. You want to be gay with me? Yes. No! <laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> New Drake. No slaps. All skips. Uh, New Drake going on? Pride Month album. It sucks. It's gay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I got a fucking. I have another sty on my eyeball, and it is I like notice. It's been. Well, it's there. It's here. Get really close up on this thing. Look, like it's. It's, it's on the bottom or the top. It's the bottom eyelid. See, I was looking at the top. And like you could see the fucking pimple. It's like really it touches against my eye. It's too dark in here. And it's and it started light. with like. Oh yeah, there's it, some red. Yeah, well, like that's the last day and a half I've had. Like it feels like a bruise. And that's <clears> how my fir- the sty I got on my other eye last year was. I don't know what the fuck I did to deserve this, but you know, now I'm just trying to like get that to go away before our shows. Tulsa. Hartman, uh, this weekend. This weekend. I want to look like a big puffy-eyed goober. Just wear glasses. It'll be cool. I do wear glasses. It just magnifies the puff. Wear shades. Um, Stunna shades. It's, been, it's seriously, I like, as soon as you, maybe it's just that you got here and you, my <coughs> friend was over and I was like playing video games. I was in like a better mood, but I was like, the whole first three hours of my day, I was just like kind of livid by like, every every time I blink, ow, ow, There's ow. your problem. Just like a little, yeah. Stop blinking. <laughs> hey, blinking. Um... So, yeah. Speaking of Abe Lincoln, fucking bullshit. Thanks to him, post office closed. Couldn't check the PO box. Really? Thanks to him? It's uh, Juneteenth. It's not thanks to him. I think it's thanks to Joe Biden. He's the one who made it a holiday. What they never took the post office took the day off. It's not. First of all, it's not even Juneteenth. It was yesterday. I was gonna say, and it fell on a Sunday, so they were probably like, we didn't. It was closed anyways. <laughs> um, I don't know. Somebody had to go free the blacks, and now we can't check our PO box. <laughs> somebody had to go fall off his bicycle, and now pff, can't get oh any mail. Goodness. Can't get any mail for my show. Um, yeah. What else? I feel like we're skipping over something. We should. Co- I don't. I don't have a big, you know, week in review to get to. We could. We could pull up an article. Hmm. We could. We could move around. I did want to promote. We are in Tulsa, Oklahoma, this Friday at Foolish Things. Friday night, Palmer Square is Tulsa. And then Saturday night is Camp Seso Festival. We've been talking about it all freaking spring. It's happening. Uh, We're playing late uh, in Arkansas. Second time ever in Arkansas. Tickets on sale now, palmersquares.com. And now that I ate up 30 seconds of time with that, again, what did you do this week? Some some last week forgot to mentions. Ah, okay. Uh, We talked about naming my kid Wolfgang. And then we talked about uh, the Mozart movie, Amadeus. I totally uh-huh. didn't connect that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mozart's name was Wolfgang. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, I said I brought it up because you called something gay Foofy. Yeah. And I was like, I never heard Foofy. But I was like, that's what the chick in Amadeus called. Am- I don't think that's what she called him. You're just wrong about everything. His name was Wolfgang. I think she called him Wolfie. You know what I'm saying? You blew it! No. Major frick up. I just saw today. Uh, <laughs> Plagues. That's what plagued you all week. You yeah. know what bothered me all week? So goddamn dope, I should diss myself. All fucking week in my head. Washing yeah. dishes, sitting there just in my head. So goddamn dope, <laughs> I should diss myself. Diss myself. And then I turn it into like a a, a, a ballroom blitz. Right. Like I there just I take the, the tone in another direction. I got another song in my head and it's jar of ballroom <laughs> blitz, dude. All week. You fucking drive me crazy. I'm glad I already forgot your dumb song Success. from today. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I saw that uh, the Chicago Symphony... Inf- Chicago Symphony Whoa. Orchestra. 
Okay, a simple... <laughs> is not only screening Amadeus, but they're going to play the score along to it. That's cool. But we're going to be at Skankfest, so I can't oh, go. that's cooler, so... <laughs> I'm sorry, I meant to say. I'm sorry, I meant to say. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and then I wrote that we forgot to... When we were talking about Bill Gates... Yeah. I hate that Bill Gates ever comes up, because I never know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we about. could put a kibosh on that. But I should have brought up his connections to Jeffrey Epstein, because he's a creep. Right. Isn't everybody connected to him, though? Isn't that the thing? Don't like, we all fuck Isn't Jay-Z connected to Epstein or something? Like, it's yeah, a bunch of people. I think he... Not as much as Bill likely, Gates. Like, names like Jay-Z or Lil Wayne is on the uh, Little St. James Island flight logs. Uh-huh. And I feel like those names are more likely, like, these billionaires... Uh, flew them out to fucking play a Millie for him and his friends. Yeah. And then they go off and fuck kids. Like Lil Wayne. Probably paid a Billy. I don't think Lil Wayne has anything to do with uh, the kid fucking. He's just entertaining the kid fuckers. Let's see. You know what I'm saying? Know. All those purple candy drinks in his styrofoam cup. It's just to lure the kids. All right, yeah. Lil Who Wayne's likes grape flavored melted popsicles? <laughs> remember like uh, a few months ago, Bill Gates was on PBS. Uh, they were interviewing him, and the lady asked him about his ties to Jeffrey Epstein. And he was like, "I don't know. You could bring it up." His oh, response I was that. so weird. Yeah. His response was like, "Well, he's dead now, so clearly he's right, it doesn't matter what I think. He's right. dead. <laughs> he's been uh, hanging out with the wrong people, like me." It was reported at that time uh, that you had a number of meetings with Jeffrey Epstein who, when you met him 10 years ago, he was convicted of soliciting prostitution from minors. What did you know about him when you were meeting with him, as you've said yourself, uh, in the hopes of raising money? Uh, You know, I had dinners with him. Uh, I regret doing that. He had playing with his fingers a lot, awkward uh, body language. People he said... You know, He's got a real Mr. Show tick about change for a dollar. Jeffrey Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein. That's also like Epstein. the richest man in the world's <laughs> excuse for hanging out with the most notorious pedophile was like, I, he had money. I was interested in getting some yeah, money. I was trying from to him. fund my, my, I was saving the like, world. Can't, can't you fund, fund your own shit? He could fund the world saving. So, yeah. There's a uh, interest I have, you know, not nearly enough philanthropy goes in that direction. Uh, you know, those meetings were were a mistake they didn't result in uh what he purported and i cut them off you know that goes back a long time ago now uh really jumping all over know, the so board there's here. nothing new on that mm-hmm. it was reported that you continue to meet with him over several years um and that in other words a number of meetings he shook his head no no i don't know where you're going with this did a quick little Scooby-Doo eyes left, right like, <laughs> where's this going um what did you do when you found out about his background well and you know i've said i regretted having those dinners uh and there's nothing absolutely nothing new on that is there a lesson weird that's that's weirder than that first part we played there's that we had dinner and there's nothing weird because it was back then i swear so takes the fucking lav mic off drops it like if you looked through my closet you would not find a bunch of little girls' underwear. Skeletons. <laughs> For anyone else looking looking at this? Well, he's dead. So, uh, you know, in general, you always have to be careful. Uh, and What know, does that the, mean? You know, I'm, I'm very proud of what we've done in philanthropy, very proud of the work of the foundation. Uh, you know, that's... 
That's it's, why it's, I get it's up a very, every day. very, very habit habit burtation. He just burtationed on live TV. Who, who has to be careful? Like Jeff has to be careful. Like I, I don't know where he was trying to. It's, it seemed like he had five like different directions, five hundred different directions he could have gone like with next statement. And he's like, maybe maybe he was going somewhere about like just speaking ill on the dead, even though that he was a bad person. Where he's like, you know, it's tricky with, when you're talking about the. De- who knows where he was going with that, but then he completely cut himself off and just started being like, because I just, <laughs> dabbing sweat. Like, he's just reacting very nervously. He's dead now, so you just have to be careful. Uh, man, why are we talking about this? <laughs> oh, because this is what I should have brought up last week when I had nothing to say. Well, Whenever you don't have anything to say about Bill Gates, when people are like, why, what's your problem with Bill Gates? Just bring up this video. Got it. That's that's my point. Yeah, we'll forget by next week that <laughs> we have a problem with Bill Gates at all, so I'm not worried about it. Um, you did send an article I saw to the to I the did. podcast email. I already forgot. Did you not? No, I remember doing it. I don't remember what it was. Um, some oh, ACLU. Yeah, this is what we, were, uh, we were talking about last week how uh, they're trying. There's a movement to to protect uh, rap lyrics. Uh, under the First Amendment, so that like a, a rapper who who says something about a guy that he killed in his song, you can't use that in court anymore. And I think it's silly. Yeah, but like rap stuff should be pretty. Well, I guess if it's not true, ACLU putting rap lyrics on trial is a violation of free speech. There's only a problem if you did it, because a lot of people talk about shooting people in raps or robbing people in raps or yes, hurting people in raps. But it's like that should all be protect- protected. You know, crime is not. You can't actually hurt and then kill or whatever, rob. Those things you can't do because of the law. Right. But I don't know. I think if you killed a guy and then you made a song where in it you said that you killed that guy. Yeah. And then you got arrested for killing that guy. They should be allowed to play the song in court. I don't get what's wrong with that. It says, uh, if song lyrics could be used as evidence in criminal trials, many of the most famous artists in history would right, be in then serious like, trouble. Oh, Bob Marley would be in jail for shooting the sheriff. It's like, not... Yeah. Not if there wasn't a dead sheriff. Well, that's kind of who he was like connected to. <laughs> but that's why the first thing I said is like the first paragraph of this. Like, that's what I'm afraid of. It's like you should be able to connect somebody to a murder if they murdered and then flexed verbally the murder in a exactly. rap song. But like that's where they're like they know there needs to be a line because like the fucking world is just so volatile and people are just kind of waiting. They're like foaming at the mouth for the next right. opportunity no. to find somebody to take down for something they said, not something they did, something they said. Like I question what people think is worse these days. You know, if silence is violence, like, I don't know. What, what is, is violence? What is bragging about <laughs> killing a guy? <laughs> uh, Bob Marley, I shot the sheriff talking heads, uh, psycho killer, opening line to Queens Bohemian Rhapsody, your mama, I does just he, killed a does man. Does he like, say anything in Psycho Killer about killing anyone? Um, I don't think he does. Um, Can't sleep, uh, bed's on fire, so says, yeah. don't touch me, I'm a real live wire. Fortunately for these artists... Artistic expression is protected as free speech under the First Amendment. However, some art forms are seen differently by many courts. Rap music in trial after trial has been treated as inherently incriminating. In Tennessee, an aspiring Knoxville rapper, Christopher Bassett, is that Jug God? Um, was convicted of the 2015 murder of Xavier Dobson. At trial, the state showed the jury a rap video featuring Bassett as evidence against him, despite the fact that the videos were recorded months before the murder and make no mention of the victim. See, now that's a weird... That's right in between the two extremes of right. like just catching somebody on a psycho killer line. I imagine the videos and someone are someone like, actually making a video of showing or like bragging that what they did. 
I would imagine the video uh, may consist perhaps of Bassett uh, doing like finger guns at the camera, maybe wearing a, a ski pew. mask, doing a little pew pew with with some dudes. Pew pew, nothing wrong. Uh, be, Look, a little dude, pew pew should be dudes protected pew pew under the first. Um, so yeah, they were recorded months before, and they make no mention of murder or the victim. Right. Uh, I just pro- mean mainly like when a guy, if I go kill Steve. And then I make a, a song where I'm like, yo, I shot that motherfucker Steve. I killed the Steve. <laughs> and, then, and then they arrest me for <laughs> killing Steve. I think they should be able to play in court me going, yo, I shot that motherfucker Steve. Yeah, that should be fair. So that, like, uh, okay. Um, if Bob Marley actually killed the sheriff, I would have no problem with that song having been used against him in court. Didn't Eric Clapton write that song? So did he. Eric Clapton shoot a sheriff? I think we're looking at the wrong guy. Of course, they look at the black guy. Yeah, dude, he got Eric clapped up. Prosecutors argued that Bassett's sometimes violent and graphic imagery was a confession in the song. Uh, quote, Double O is the name of the song they claim that uh, indicated the defendant's gang affiliation and appetite for violent retribution. That's the thing, though. Any rapper, could you could find any lyric and say, that's their appetite for violent retribution. Go listen to any of our lyrics in, in Rape Room or even MC Showcase yeah. or any like punchline battle style verse. You know, it's like a, it's like a joke. Punchline. Like punchlines to some people are punches. Yeah. It's, it, it's actual active harm and danger. I can't find the song. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's called Double O and lyrics include, we all go and blow till we all tend toes to the sky. No idea what that means. What is the, what is the artist? Um, I'm sure that's not what his I, I thought it just said Christopher under. Bassett. It doesn't have like, maybe that's his, his stage name there too. Uh, to understand lyrics like these, they must be put in context. Bassett's music is drill rap, a genre characterized by themes of gun violence, maintenance of neighborhood boundaries, and the tragedy of lives lost or Maintenance taken. of neighborhood boundaries? What the fuck? Do I have something for that? Fuck you! You just got... Oh, we're gonna make... Nope. What is your damage, little boy? I don't know Close where they enough. got the fucking video to show in court. I can't find anything. Um, nobody familiar with drap rap sorry, drill rap, would raise an eyebrow at Bassett's lyrics. Uh, They reflect the genre and its frequent use of the trope of a protagonist engaged in criminal activity. Well, that's the thing, too. You can write a narrative, you know, song that's totally fiction about, like, I'm I'm a renegade vigilante or something, you know? And that's, like, the artistic license and creative direction you want to take a song. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not true, but this is what this song would be if, like, you know... The world were in chaos, and I were the vigilante at night. It's like, it doesn't mean it's you're doing it. That could be I don't know. Uh, where are we here? The actions described in the lyrics may sound violent, but the lyrics themselves are protected by the First Amendment. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the whole article here. Jeez, I don't think that like um um that like a warrant should be granted uh like just based on a guy's like violent lyrics, unless he's like mentioning. Someone who was murdered. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Didn't the Key and Peel do like this discussion we're having as a sketch? I'm pretty sure. They did this, what we're talking about. <laughs> like <laughs> catching the guy and playing uh, you know, his song back and it's just a confession. Uh, the end of the article here. Rap is not the only genre of music with lyrics about crime. Uh, country music in particular frequently right. features lyrics glorifying criminal behavior. I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. Uh, we see it in Appalachian Who's a Murder Ballads Johnny Cash and Dolly Parton's Banks of the Ohio. 
which is about a jilted lover stabbing a victim in the heart. That's the thing. Isn't there like some shitty country song where it's like, I took a Louisville slugger to both headlights, and it's about beating up her cheating man's His car. car. It's like, are you going to arrest her for destruction of property because she made the fucking song? I saw the video. You know? She actually did it. Yeah. Um, so Tennessee's use of double O lyrics as evidence at trial is not only an illegal violation. I took a violation. Louisville slugger to both headlights. <laughs> this shouldn't be that hard. Here's the law. Whether you rap about it or not, if you did the crime, then you're in trouble. You know? Right. It doesn't matter if you're making music. You, oh, you, like, whatever clues we can put together that prove you did it, yeah, that should be admissible. It was Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood. Mm. Before mm. He Cheats. Yeah, you don't bash his car up before he cheats, psycho. Um, here, I think this is the yes. Key and Peele sketch. First things first, I do not care that you're a multi-platinum selling rapper, Gunrag. What I care about is that I 100% know that you murdered Darnell Simmons. So, you better start talking. Yeah, but you ain't got none. Okay. <laughs> I, you know, I'm actually, I'm very glad that you said that. Uh, because I, respectfully, I beg to differ. We should have just shut up ten minutes ago and played this. <laughs> that don't mean nothing. I got a vivid imagination. I couldn't have shot down now. I was at my cousin's birthday party. Red Lobster, November 9th. At, at Red Lobster? Mm-hmm. Jeez, I gotta tell you, Gunrack, I, I find that really hard to believe. I got an alibi, birthday Red Lobster, when in reality I shot Darnell like a mobster. It's a lie, anyone could tell this if you know about my allergy to all shellfish. <laughs> <laughs> Just confess, Gunrack. You get the gist. Um, yeah. Thin line, though, where it's like they're using an unrelated video of Bassett's to be like right. probable cause. Well, I think uh, you know that what I mean? Like of, it was not about right, the crime he got brought to, up um, on. They were trying to show the jury his character. The jury. Jury. Yeah, I guess we can move on. Is there anything else in your weekend happenings worth a mention before we fucking pull up for somebody? Um, No, not really. Had some mm. family shit. Good yeah. UFC card. Yeah, I watched it. It was a crazy morning. UFC card. Knockout fest. Uh, a lot I had of to, I had to watch it the next day. But yeah, the whole prelims, every fight was a first round knockout, except chick fights. Yeah. There's still good chick fights. Well, you know. uh, still good chick fights. Phil Hawes with those fucking elbows. It's like, did he throw a that punch was the, all fight? The only round two. It's crazy. And yeah, it was still, it was so awesome. Just throwing elbows like fists. <laughs> Beat the shit out of Devon Wynn. and uh, Or Duran Wynn. And, uh, Duran didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the ref jumped in and stopped it. It was a TKO on his feet. Oh, and feet. then he kicked the guy in his head, right? Or was that a different fight? I think it was a different fight, but Duran win. The guy was on the like out, you know, on his back, and then the ref was jumping in and then didn't like accidentally kick the guy in his head Whoops. again. 
Just insult to injury? No, Duran Wynn, uh, you know, the ref steps in and waves it off, and they're both still standing, but he's, like, out on his feet. Yeah. And then for, like, one second, he looks over at the ref and tries to protest and then just drops to his knees right. and drops to his, like, <laughs> face down. It's just like, yeah, you got nothing, bro. I think it might have been, uh, was it a knockout? The, um, what's his name, Yanez? And yeah. th- I think that's I the one. Tony Kelly? Tony Kelly got kicked in the head by the ref, uh, like, afterwards when he was out on his back. And there was some bad blood clearly in that fight Giannis yeah was crazy there was definitely some cool shit i'm trying to remember something there was something in the main card that i thought was super exciting it was too, just but. just unbelievable oh, dude, it was how a, many I fights didn't even realize first round knockouts a lot of times i don't look up every fight you know I, and if i do i will like saturday if we plan to meet up I'm like oh yeah who is everybody fighting i'm mm-hmm. not really paying the fucking uh buckley kevin holland back-to-back before the main event i was right. just like i love both those guys and yeah. both of those guys had a, a tko or i guess it was a submission for holland yeah, kevin holland got a dars but I was like, I was rooting for both those guys. I've I've enjoyed watching them in the past. Like, definitely highlight real monsters. But uh, I did not know they were both on the card. So like, and when I watched once. a Joaquin Buckley fight, and then he wins that, and then like Kevin Holland starts walking out, I was like, what? Nice. This card rules. Kevin uh, Holland knocked out Joaquin Buckley. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good ass card. Yeah, it was good. Well, speaking of referees, we could transition right now. Somebody died, now we're pouring one up in his memory. Term's always the authority on who died, but... Did Dick Vitale die or something? No, I saw WWE referee Tim White passed away. He's like from probably before our time. Um... For more than two decades, Tim White was a dedicated WWE referee and official. White began his illustrious career in 1985, working with Andre the Giant as a part-time referee. During his tenure, he was the referee of some of WWE's biggest matches, including the infamous Hell in a Cell match between Undertaker and Mankind, no King of the Ring 98. Classic. We know that. Pulled that up in my adult life to watch like at least four times. <laughs> I watched I would it live love, in 98, I and I watch it watch like that. every couple of years. Isn't that the one where uh, Mankind at one point is like climbing the cage and China comes and punches him in his asshole? Well, that's the one where she it's like... She like fists his ass. Where it's legendary, like uh, like Mankind's kids are crying, Jim oh, Ross yeah. is, or yeah, Jim Ross is, you know, stop the fight! Stop. And he's like genuinely like, oh my God, he's, he's gonna die. <laughs> but like, yeah, Undertaker chokeslams him through the top of the cell and the fucking chain link breaks and yeah. he falls like 25 feet onto his neck. Crazy. Um, a shoulder injury effectively ended White's in-ring career, but Tim White still remained a major part of the WWE working uh, behind the scenes as an official and talent agent until 2009. WWE extends its condolences to White's family. No, oh, I thought that would be a longer article, but... Are there any stats on... You referee the fucking <clears throat> Hell in a Cell match 98, you get pod up for. Yes. That's just like an unwritten rule of Truth. life. Um, I want to see some stats on how many times he got distracted while somebody hit somebody else with a chair. Right. How many see. slow love, two counts between right. two and three? Like the arm just kind of... Pro wrestling <laughs> refing is the best. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's all soap opera. You know, it's just like... I had a uh, Shane McMahon... You know, I collected um, WWF toys when we were kids. Oh, so did I. I had, I had the ring that quite played, a collection. You know, the the I bought the ring where you put like the action figure had, like, had a like metal a metal piece thing in its on foot. their foot. So when you line it up yeah, to I put it on it. that, it plays their intro song oh, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, I had that. You're preaching to the choir, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but the only ref uh, toy I ever had was Shane McMahon as a ref. Oh yeah, I think I had that too. And then um, years ago, we went and saw Opie and Anthony do a live showing in in Chicago, live recording. <clears throat> and their producer, Sam Roberts, works for the WWE now. Yeah. 
and Sam Roberts, who was just a torpy little intern back then, I brought him my box of WWE toys. You know, he has like the, the he has all of them in the package. The most like expensive collectibles. Yes, he's so, friends with half of the guys whose toys right. I threw at his feet. And I don't he, even think you brought them for him. They were just always in the trunk of your car, and you were like, "Oh yeah." Instead of throwing them away, I'd like to give them to someone who's so involved in the wrestling world, and he couldn't have cared less. Yeah, he really like did not give a shit. I we were like him showing him like, look, we got like a Paul Bearer, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> um, well, here we go. We'll Timmy, start it, we'll start it with the one I was familiar with, uh, Tim yeah. White. You don't know the other one? WWF uh, referee. WWE. I'm sorry. Uh, It'll I always know. be F to me. Uh, fuck the World Wildlife Fund Foundation, whichever. Fuck pandas. Is that, is that Klaus Schwab's thing? The <laughs> WWF? <laughs> um, now we know why I actually hate this guy. No, who else? Philip Baker Hall. No shit. I did not hear about that. Was that like in he the died last like, 24 hours? No, it was like last Monday. I found me. out when I got home and I was like, what? We just did obits. I was going to, once again, and just like Ray Liotta, I'm pulling it up, but it's like, wait a second. Are you sure? 90 years old. Okay, was, there we go. I was going to... Google normally, not have his death day? Normally, they're the top articles, but his uh, Wikipedia and IMDb were before the death stuff. Um, damn. Philip Baker Hall, we all recognize him as Bookman from Seinfeld. I was going to say, the doctor from Curb. <laughs> Larry's doctor, where he runs to his house in his short shorts. Larry David liked this man. Yeah, he was, uh, he was also the book uh, library cop, Bookman. He's in, uh, isn't he in a number of Paul Thomas Anderson movies? I He's know Heart Eight. I know Boogie uh, Nights. Boogie Nights. Magnolia. Magnolia. Um, yeah. So PTA liked him a lot. Here we go. He's in Rush Hour. Here's here's the thing. Smaller role. In he Rush was Hour. in Hard Eight, Paul Thomas Anderson's first film, wherein he plays the same character that he played in the classic '80s comedy Midnight Run. Right, a guy named Sydney who works with mobsters in Vegas. Yeah, if you've never, uh, if the name doesn't ring a bell and you Google it, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, I've seen that guy." You I know what I mean? On like Modern he's just, Family too. He's yeah, he's probably been. What would you say? Ninety one. He was ninety. Ninety. But either, either way, he's fucking. He's run. been around the block. Had a good run. Um. So I'm only back to like uh, two thousand <laughs> on his IMDb right now. He was in the Talented Mr. Ripley. Never seen it. Um. Cradle Will Rock. Uh, he was in the Psycho remake in 98 with uh, nice. Vince Vaughn. Hell yeah. Uh, he was a police captain in Rush Hour. Truman Show. Oh, yeah, Truman Show. Him and Ed Harris are like, they work for the network, right? <laughs> or I thought he was part of the... I'm a little hazy on Truman Show. Yeah. Obviously, I remember Ed Harris's contribution. Um, so yeah, then there's Air Force One, Boogie Nights. Uh, he was on One. Third Rock from the Sun. Uh, blah, blah, blah. He's in the movie The Rock. We just talked about that and Michael Shit, Bay's yeah. stupid track record, but uh, that was a good one. Oh, Hard Eight, Eye for an Eye, Kiss of Death. TV series, TV series, TV series, blah, blah, blah. Roswell, Good Life, Emptiness. Blah, 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 blah. We're still in the Get 90s. To midnight I, Run. I was going to say, like, the body of his work, or like a lot of it, is, you know, 80s, 90s. <clears throat> Ghostbusters 2, Police Commissioner. Uh, there you go, Midnight Run, 88. He was uh, in an episode of Miami Vice. Uh, 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 yeah, I feel like Paul Thomas Anderson in. movies are really what put him uh, in bigger roles. Yeah, a lot of TV character stuff. Like when I'm looking at 1970s <laughs> into the 1980s, 
it is like all made for TV movies and right. uh, character roles on TV series. And then, yeah, it seems like, I don't know, what was that first one? I guess Midnight Run kind of put him in front of more folks. Hell yeah. And then off to the races. He's in a bunch of good shit. Yeah, I didn't. I somehow missed that one. I didn't see anything. I don't know. There's something we do this every week, and it's like, oh, I've like never heard of that kid. Or, I mean, Philip Baker Hall. I wouldn't expect no. to get the appreciation he deserves. Um. Well, frick. Where's the glass? Let's do it. But Philip Baker Hall rules. I have a fart, and I put the mic to my butt just now. But I'm like, I can't fart. I'm gonna yeah. hold this in yeah, for the next it. topic. Save it because I got a couple <laughs> more. Wait, there's more deaths. There's always. De- I think we should do. Like, uh, a, I mean, we, what are you trying to say to me? <laughs> we can, we can do a weekly like dead rapper obit as well. There's always going to be a rapper who was killed in the last week. Um, buddy, who made the intro song? Can we get like a variation with like a like a rap backbeat? Some <laughs> rapper died, and we're pouring one up in his memory. Get a little rapper stuff in there. Wait. <laughs> Philip Baker Hall. We hardly knew ye. I hardly knew ye died. Hardly knew now. ye. Jesus. R.I.P. Jimmy Gator. The jeweler from the series Bob in 1993. Come on. It's a legend. For real, though, it's a legend. All right. What else are we doing? Whole lot of gang shit. Whole lot of gang shit. I'ma talk my shit. I'ma talk my shit. Okay, talk, Let's dude. Chill. Bitch. I'ma talk my shit. I'ma talk my shit. L.A. drill rapper identified in New York City pharmacy robbery turned murder. He was known for maintaining neighborhood boundaries and uh, whatever that article said drill rap was. Avanti Frowner, whose rap name was Money Gang Vante, was shot on sight. Uh, they did say in the article drill rap is a genre characterized by themes of gun violence. So. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And every one of these guys who dies... Happens to have a song like this called On Sight, where they're talking about how, like, I'll kill you when I see you. Uh, Again, back to the article. Drill rap is defined by the tragedy of lives lost or taken. He falls under both categories. (laughs) Taken and lost. Um, What's this guy's name? Money Gang Vante. MGV? Money Gang Vante. Oh, that I'll tell you right now, I like this song more than everything on Drake's album that I heard. I forget what song I put on after. Um, I tried to listen to Drake's album yesterday, and I just I was just like, get this shit off my fucking. I was so upset, like I don't know why I expect that it's gonna be dope, you know. <laughs> and then I just like I'm like, get this shit out of here, and then I just put on like a rap playlist, and uh, there's this group I just discovered recently. It might be a guy, I don't know, but uh, Pack Div. It was just some song by Pack Div, and I was like, yeah, like I was so. I was so glad to hear that after seven skips of Drake. I was just like, get on your pack div level, stupid. The man shot dead inside a Bronx pharmacy Thursday afternoon during an attempted robbery has been identified by senior police officials as Los Angeles-based drill rapper Avanti Senior Frowner. police officials are like, huh? Is that the... He's dead. Check his pulse. <laughs> How do they know about drill? <laughs> 27-year-old man reportedly in the area scouting music venues with a friend... Before Frowner stopped by Amazing Pharmacy on East Tremont Avenue. Deceiving name. Wasn't that amazing? Wound up getting killed. 
You would think a pharmacy is like not the worst place to get shot. They got medicine there for you. Right. They probably sell gauze and stuff. Right. Like in No Country for Old Men, <clears throat> when Sugar blows up the car outside the pharmacy, like everybody was fine. He gets. They were just like, oh, we got bandages right here. Right. He gets shot. The first place he goes <laughs> is the pharmacy. <laughs> he didn't even have to do that. He could have just grabbed that shit and left. His friend told investigators that Frowner paid a visit to the store to pick up eye drops. <sighs> I need those right now. Officials said. It was then that the dealer had a whitehead on your eyeball, Mary. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, they were then approached by a group of men trying to sell marijuana. Mm. Sounds like he already had the marijuana, hence the eye drops. Right. So if you just search rapper killed, you'll find something. It's a big back wolf and a royal homies up. Uh, homies up. Oh, see, see what he's saying there. It's a big back wood. I'm going to roll your homies up. They're getting smoked. He's right. killing them. He could be brought up on lyric charges now. Right. I thought he meant like in Scary Movie 2. Yeah. <laughs> when, when the ghost <laughs> rolls him up in the bed sheet and smokes him. Uh, we got another death. Oh, boy. A lot of buildup. 15-year-old killed and three others in Washington, D.C. shooting. Wait a minute. This guy right now I'm hearing is 15? I feel like it's a different headline. Oh. Scratch that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Booty, 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 Um, sadly, there is a news report about the death of another aspiring rap star. Florida's hip-hop scene has been transformational throughout the history of the genre, and it has been a state that has produced several influential figures like Rick Ross, Trina, Trick Daddy, Kodak Black, and many more. The rap scene continues to make way for new artists, including newcomer 21-year-old Joshua Holmes. Unfortunately... Holmes, who goes by the rap moniker 320 Pop Out, mm. was shot and killed in his hometown of Jacksonville. 320 Pop Out, 217 Jug God, 213 Jug God. Mm -hmm. We need to put like our area code before. I, I need to be like, you know, 847 We need to not. I think that's how they, all these guys are getting found by their ops. <laughs> they trace and the shot. phone number. They triangulate the fucking signal. Right. <laughs> Throw them. Do like a like the VPN, Express VPN. It, it changes oh, my. Oh, dude, I'm gonna code. be VPN Acumen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. yes. Rest in peace to you as well, because you're also dead and gone now. Um, are you trying to do a third yeah, shot for the? Let's okay. do a split shot for a 320 pop out and. What was the other guy? The Fallen Homies. Money, Money Gang, Gang Vante. Dude, act like you fucking have a pair. <laughs> <laughs> act like you've been here before. We hardly knew ye. Yeah. Fuck it. It's like every week now it starts to become... This like, guy. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to really. I'll do like a shot. It's like it just doesn't work like that. Yeah, I got to say... I got to say no shots or all the shots. 
the you week. gotta do all the shots. It was a holiday weekend. You got Father's Day. You got the Juneteenth. You got Biden falling off his bike there. <laughs> there should be a holiday for <laughs> Joe Biden falling off his bike. Come on, man! It was a sharp turn. Come on. <laughs> Somebody get uh, the president some training wheels. Somebody get this fucking guy a trike. <laughs> um. Honestly, not a good look for the nation <laughs> when the president can't even stay up on his fucking bike. Dude, that that would be hilarious though if he like picture him like the next time he goes out on the parade, training wheels and a cling cling cling, <laughs> a little basket in little front with a streamer on dog. his handlebars. <laughs> He's got a baseball card clipped to the back tire. Uh, <laughs> you can get sixty miles to the gallon on this hog. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to excuse my friend. You'll have to He's excuse my slow. president. He's a little old. All right. Um, moving right along. Highly recommended. Really? All right, wait, play it again. I screwed up. Just fucking go. Just play it. Okay. Highly recommended. <laughs> this week's highly recommended album is the fourth studio album from John Lennon, and it's called Mind Games. Nailed the post. Together. I just haven't listened to the Beatles to the extent to which you have, and pretty much everybody else in life has, right. you know? So when I hear songs that I'm familiar with or that I like even, it's like, I, a lot of times I don't know what they're called. Like, I like this song. Mind I've never known that it was called Mind Games. Because I don't really listen when I listen was to him stuff. him saying just, Mind Games 20 times? No, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I never deduced that he was saying <laughs> Mind Games. I'm just kind of like, ah, ah, like, I'm just hearing the song. I really listen to like rap lyrics, and when I listen to like music, music right. the Beatles or something, I kind of, I don't know, some songs I could sing along to, and then other stuff I just anything. like the way it sounds. Yeah, say anything. He's taking the nine train? I love On that November song. November 9th with my nine. <laughs> I played a, a Daft Punk song for my grandpa yesterday. Hell yeah. And he loved Which one? It. Was it off homework? It was was uh, it old school Daft Punk? Or no, like I the go cool random stuff? access memories. <laughs> of course. Always. I'm sure it was an around the world for eight minutes. No, what's that one? Which is a great song. On uh, random access memories. I'll, I mean, all of them are good. Um, what's that other song? Lose Yourself to Dance. Right. Lose Yourself to Dance. He loved it. He loved the beat. It's good but beat. he asked who it was, and I was like, Daft Punk. Huh? Come on, man. Zach? <laughs> Daft Punk. Zach. Yeah, that might be Zach's I'm, a real punk. thinks I'm saying my brother, Zach. <laughs> yeah, Daft. D-A-F-T. Dast? Zachary. Dast? Daft. D-A-F. Now it's just funny. You're yelling the word daft at your old <laughs> exactly. grandpa. He's acting daft. <laughs> <laughs> I gave up. I didn't even... I didn't. He never got it. Um... What's the name of that song where it's like, Mind my games. heart is like a wheel, let me roll it. That's Let Me Roll It. It's called Let Me Roll It. Like, I don't know the, what the actual, it could be called Like a Wheel. Right. You know what I mean? I just, there's songs I like and that mostly like you'll play on the road and stuff. Like, oh yeah, banger. 
I'm not looking at the fucking title. Even when a new rap album comes out, you know, like I, I might just play it, and I'm not looking at. You knew what Sticky this song was the rap one. I just, I just saw it on my little <laughs> heads up display on my car, though. You know what else I listened to? Oh, you know what? Finish your. I'm sorry. Finish your John Lennon wreck. Recorded while John Lennon was having difficulties with the U.S. immigration in the beginning of his 18-month separation from Yoko Ono. Um. This album came out in 1973. It was his fourth studio album. It was John Lennon's first time producing his own album. Uh, his previous three had been produced by murderer Phil Spector. Yeah. As in, he murders the production. That was a good producer. It's good songs. Spector? I hardly know her. <laughs> Spector? No, I blew her head off. <laughs> blew her? <laughs> Um, yeah, I was doing a bunch of like reading up on this album and it kind of blew my mind that like every review was taking a big old shit on this album. Every review was just like, John Lennon clearly doesn't know what he wants to do here. This album is directionless. It sucks. Oh, by the way, after your high recommendation of Crimes of the Future, I texted you that I was like, I, I looked at an article mm-hmm. of people that, like oh, people walking out of theaters people in are droves. Walking out in droves. They're saying it's just garbage and people dribble. who drove Violence. to the theater are walking out in droves. <laughs> They're leaving their car. <laughs> oh, but it's funny. After you, like you, I you took it's so good. You recommended that, and I took it like, uh, oh, I got it. Like I should go see this. I think I already missed the whole like run at the music box. But no, I was thinking there. about it. It's like the only place it's left. But yeah, I started reading articles and like people hate this fucking movie, which makes me want to see it more. Exactly. Remember, uh, I, I don't know if you saw this, but the uh, public sucks. Never forget that. <laughs> House that Jack built was a a, a yeah. weird horror movie by Lars von Trier from a few years ago. With, um, walked everywhere, walked out. People booed, threw uh, shit at the screen. I thought Matt it was Dillon. Yeah, I thought it was pretty. Look, it's gratuitous. It's got gratuitous violence, but I was like, I liked it. Doesn't I thought, he build a house out of dead people? Uh, more or less. But like, yeah, he's a, he's like an American Psycho style murderer, and then like in the end, like they go to hell, and like the the the, the screams of everybody turn into like a like a hum buzz. Like I just thought they did some like really eerie bahum buzz, <laughs> some eerie shit. I liked it, but everything I read about the reaction to that movie was bad. People did not like this movie. Yeah, people don't know shit. <laughs> It's also so, like I think I, I will still see this. There was of the a future. higher expectation in 1973 when it came to reviewing music because all music rocked back then. Yeah, you know. But yeah, every one of these things is just like uh, helplessly trying to impose his own gargantuan ego upon the audience. It's like, all right, chill out. It's just a nice song. Yeah. It, does this sound like <laughs> someone who's helplessly trying to impose their gargantuan ego on you, or does it just sound like pretty music? I say pretty music. Again, I don't listen to the words. Maybe he's like, can't you an ego? I don't know what he's saying. Uh, while finding the music, quote, listenable, that's the best he can do. It's listenable, I guess. He identified the album's lyrics as misguided and so underrating his audience's intelligence. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Uh, Cream so, Magazine. I love how he puts that on. It's like, I would call him unintelligent for saying it sucks. But he's like, you're stupid if you like it. Exactly. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> stupid. Crane Magazine called it a step in the right direction, but only a step. Hey, one small step for man. You know? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> one small step for mind games. Um, it was a follow-up to the commercially very unsuccessful album Sometime in New York City. And I think Lennon was just trying to make more commercially viable music. He tried to take a little step back from 
politics, which sometime in New York City was very political, and it flopped. So he was like, all right, maybe I should shut up. Also, yeah, he was trying to go back from politics, but just a step. He was also being harassed by uh, the United States. He was being followed by the FBI for his activism. Uh, he was soon to be uh, kicked out of the country. How do you pronounce this song? Let me see. It's Japanese. Oh, he just said it to it. I see my sin. I see my sin. It's Japanese for I'm sorry. This is a song to Yoko Ono. He's, he's saying he's sorry to Yoko. Um, apparently during this album... <laughs> Fuck Yoko. <laughs> Yoko should be apologizing to us. Uh, no, apparently during this album, he and Yoko split up for like 18 months. It was called Lennon's Lost Weekend. That's how he referred to that 18 months. Uh, it says somewhere in here that she like got him a girlfriend for it. Um, Wait, what? She was cool? So, John <laughs> Wait, Lennon... she sucks or she's <clears throat> cool? Uh, production coordinator May Pang, also Asian had been uh, co- coordinated the band and the music production for Yoko's album, and John liked the band and asked May Pang to get the same band to come record for his album. And then him and Yoko were not getting along. They wound up splitting up. And at Yoko's urging, Pang became Lennon's companion and lover in what would Slam become... Slam piece is how we refer to it now. In what would become an 18-month relationship later renowned as Lennon's Lost Weekend. So his girlfriend was just like... More like lost and found. This isn't working out. picked up a chick for 18 months. I got to get out of here. Here, fuck my friend until I'm back and we can figure things out. You know what? I, I take back everything I said about Yoko. I take back that's, the whoopee that's farts. That's a good egg. Yeah, Yoko Ono's pretty sweet. Anyway, people hated this album. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I'm Sorry is one of my favorite John Lennon songs. This song, One Day at a Time, was later covered by Elton John. And it's really awesome. The album features a few cool artists like Sneaky Pete Kleinlau, Kleinau, 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 who was one of the Flying Burrito Brothers. I think that I'd seen that uh, this guy had played on another album. That's right. Previously recommended Bird's album, Untitled, also had this fella. And then on uh, saxophone, you got Michael Brecker. Legend, jazz legend. Hey, Brecker. Hey, hey, <laughs> birthday, Brecker. <laughs> Michael Brecker played on Joni Mitchell's Shadows and Light, which was also recommended once. Let's get a couple repeat studio musicians. Yeah, that's how it works, you know. Find a good thing, give them a call every time you're in town. Be like, hey, it's like uh, Billy Preston in that documentary on Disney. It's right. Like they worked with him a bunch. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like that's the dude. You know, and when we're over, you know what? Now we're on the East Coast, and Billy Preston isn't out here, so like, we got our East Coast guy. You know, (laughs) you got to develop like a network of musicians when you. I also think um, Michael Brecker played on Billy Cobham's "Funky Thigh of Sings," which a fan sent me a vinyl of. Right, which is a pretty killer album. Michael Brecker rules. 
notable tracks on the album, in my opinion, are the title track "Mind Games," "Asumasen." I'm sorry, "Asumasen." I read that it's like a translates to very dishonorable. It's like a bastardization of the word. Yeah, it's a um, corrupted version of the formal term "I sumemasen," which means "I'm sorry" in Japanese. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, originally written as a, um, let's see this. It was, it was, he began writing in 1971. Originally, the melody belonged to a song whose working title was called Call My Name, um, in which he was offering comfort to somebody. Yet in the final version of the song, Lennon is the one asking for forgiveness. Um... This song, One Day at a Time, beautiful one. <clears throat> Bring on the Lucy is another great song. Oh, yeah, another song I've never known the title, but. Free the people now. It's called Bring times. on the Lucy. It's also called Free to People. Some line but about uh, in there, dude. Some line about while you're busy jerking off each other. I always like that part. Uh, and out of the blue, it's a notable track which uh, I quite enjoy. Took away life's misery. La 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 la. You know, I like to try and recommend more obscure music, and I know John Lennon is one of the most notable names in music history. Believe me, the people listening, it's obscure to them. Right, but seeing how much this album got shat on, shat my ass. Yeah. Um, I also read that John Lennon designed the album art himself. He clipped these pictures. The album, uh, <clears throat> pretty cool, depicts John Lennon standing in a field with a big mountainous Yoko Ono head in the background. On the back cover, John Lennon's body has moved even further away from Yoko. Uh, Did uh, he release this while they were split up? Yes. It's like we- it's weird to put your ex girlfriend's face on and a whole on bunch of album. songs about her. Yeah, that's like a real Robin Thicke move. Mention her name. Didn't in he them. do that? For his wife Paula, after he banged he the did, chick from the Blurred Lines video, but John at least got Yoko back, right? Um, <laughs> so he wins. Recently, when we were in Iowa City with Tropodelic, was that Iowa City? We played some uh, venue that had records for sale, and I got a, I got a vinyl of Mind Games with a. It's a <clears throat> different album cover. It's pretty sweet. Highly recommended. John Lennon's 1973 Mind Games. Speaking of Asia, it's a good album. And I say you men, whatever it said. I watched everything everywhere all at once last night. Heard good things. It's a fun movie. 
It's it's very like it's got data from the Goonies. It's it's just cool where like oh yeah data. Um, the, I don't know. It's just like a, you know, it's like a, a very it's a genre blend. Like right. it, it's it's got you know you could call it everything comedy drama you could thriller call it sci-fi everywhere <laughs> all at once all at once. Um, but no, it's like a it's like Doctor Strange meets uh like a rumble in the bronx i'm in meets jackass i'm in uh it, it's just like all over the Say fucking one more. Place. what else does it meet um eternal sunshine of the spotless mind i'm out um <laughs> <laughs> uh, no that was like i was picking in my head real quick between doctor strange or eternal it's like the same like jumping timelines and right. stuff like that but it's both it, it like meets it's like a marvel yeah, I've seen movie the trailer. it looks fun it's got it's got like it's, it's got kung fu comedy CGI, I don't know. Like, so it's like uh, Kung Fu Hustle? No. <laughs> it's like Rumble in the Bronx meets Doctor Strange, and that's it. <clears throat> no, it was, it was like, a, it was a fun movie. Right. It, it was... Uh, no, I've seen, uh, I've heard good things, saw the trailer a couple times when seeing other movies, and it looks good. I like A24. Yeah. Just haven't brought myself to go see it. it it's, uh, I, don't, I don't know, at, at certain points I felt like, it almost gets like too random for me to not right. sound like a millennial douchebag. It's like literally too random. I can't even. It's just like, it's so bonkers, but like I really like what they for do real, with the real, like- this uh, movie is not busting. Oh, meets Butterfly Effect, Coocher. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's like a-, like a uh, every, Ethan Supley. Like the decisions you make, everything you do kind of, you know, there's a that's a split. Like like a like a pick your own ending book, the movie, you know? And that's sort of like the, how you navigate to the right outcomes of, of uh <clears throat> you know, you could you could choose to go in this room or in that room and your whole life will be fucking different otherwise. But they're all like they're all options out in front of you like a game board, you know? Right. It's uh it's interesting. Oh, yeah. Um so yeah. Just been watching Warner Herzog so documentaries with my girlfriend. I did a real. Uh, you suck. I don't know, <laughs> no, bro. I did a real 180 on Werner Herzog. What are his documentaries? And his documentaries. I don't even know like what work of this he is. makes. Really good documentaries, and he talks like this. Underwears. <laughs> underwears. <laughs> uh, well, Grizzly Man, I think, is his most notable right, right, documentary. Right, right. But that was the reason years ago that I hated the guy, because uh, I was just so aggravated that I watched this whole fucking documentary, yeah. and then. I watched the guys in it listen to the audio of the dude being eaten by the bears. You see Werner Herzog listening to the audio, and then he looks at the camera, and he's just like, you can't hear this. This is crazy stuff that I, me and only me is hearing. This is just too much for you to hear. And then he- I'll be the judge of And then they destroy it. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck you. I got to watch you listen to it, but I don't get to hear it? Right. Son of a- Bitch. I watched The Shining when I was eight. I can handle this. I don't like his his actual films. He did that really shitty uh, Bad Lieutenant with Nicolas Cage. I don't think I ever watched the remake. That of was that. his movie. Like he yeah. makes movies also. I, I'm not interested in his movies. But How his do you spell his name? Werner. W e r n e r. Werner Herz. Werner. It goes Vernon Hills. Werner it's just like a Herzog. suburb of where we live. Vernon Herz. There you go. Werner. That's what I thought. It wasn't a V. We watched one the other day called Little Dieter Needs to Fly. Hey. It was pretty awesome. A plus for a title. It's about a German-American. He did Jack Reacher? Okay, no, man. <laughs> With the Tom Cruise one? Yeah. Did he? It says it. Like, God, his actual movies lick balls. Uh, have you seen Jack Reacher? It's sick. 
<laughs> no, but my stepdad read the Jack, Jack Reacher movies, and I remember when it came out, he was really upset that they chose Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise is like four foot eleven, yeah. and in the book, Jack Reacher is like six eight. His he's known he goes by Jack Reacher because he can reach things because of how tall he is. Right, it's like casting Kevin Hart to be Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> exactly, they picked the <laughs> shortest guy in Hollywood to play a tall dude. It really bothered my stepdad, so bothered me by proxy. Um, but no, he did like, uh, there's some really killer stuff. Yeah, you would know, I'm not recognizing a lot of these titles. Into the Inferno, fucking Rules. What's that about? Um, volcanoes. Should have known. Encounters at the End of the World, fucking Rules. It's about volcanoes. Okay. <laughs> Grizzly just, Man, it's about a volcano. <clears throat> Little Dieter Needs to Fly. We were going to watch Wings of Hope. Uh, which is apparently like sort of tied into Little Dieter Needs to Fly. So Little Dieter Needs to Fly is about a dude who was shot down in Vietnam, then tortured for months, and then escaped on his own. Uh, he's just led a crazy life. Hell yeah! Fucking really wild dude. <clears throat> uh, and then Wings of Hope is about... There was a chick in the 70s um, who she flew home fuck, from like Peru or something. And her plane crashed. She, the plane broke apart in the sky. She was still strapped to her chair, which dislodged. And she flew out of the plane, strapped to her chair, into a rainforest, survived. Yeah. And then, like, survived 10 days with a broken collarbone, traversing the rainforest until she was rescued. I told you, I watched Yellow Jackets. <laughs> it's a good story. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Werner Herzog. I like Werner Herzog documentaries. Uh, I don't know how we got here. I think it's time for fan questions, dude. I would love to make a documentary. We were talking about this when we finished Little Dieter Needs to Fly. I've made a documentary, so from experience, I can tell you that <laughs> literally it just TPS reports. That's my documentary yeah, it experience. Yeah, It does count. But I have like a I've, subject. I've also done other things, that, but never like a, a feature. <laughs> So I, the wanted, closest I got was like with our stuff would be the um, the tour, the No More Jobs tour. Right. It's like it's like a half doc. Some it's documentaries documenting. You, a you thing. pull There's up twenty a, minute documentaries. Yeah, I was gonna say you might find a fifty minute documentary on Amazon or something. Little and that's like, I've done that. Was yeah. an hour twenty. Wings of Hope is an hour ten. You want to make a documentary with me? Like, I do. We just gotta pick the thing. And, and I have a thing. You okay? Let's go. I would. I really want to make what a documentary. About boxers who have killed their opponents. No one's done that? I know there's been documentaries about a particular fight where a guy died or something, so, but I want to do it on the subject of boxers who've killed their opponents. Have, you, so do you know about this at all now, or would you have to do all I the mean, research? I mean, like, two or three boxers died. Like, when died was the last time that happened? A week ago, an African dude died. Really? Should we start doing spinoff boxer obits? You know what? We should have. I'll do another shot if you want to pull up. <laughs> Last week, there was this like viral video going around of a boxer, was, and it was in Africa. And he, the one dude, the fight was stopped because the one dude walks, like he's not walking towards anyone, and he just starts throwing punches at nobody in the corner. And the ref just waved it off because he was like, all right, this guy. I was just delirious. <laughs> this guy's done. Yeah. Turns out he had like bleeding in his brain. And he died. Do they have the same sort of regulations in African boxing that Probably they do not. in America? I'm not even going to let you finish. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I shouldn't have even finished asking. 
But that's what I'm saying. It's like I've thought that a bunch of times just in our last couple years. rocks of, to each other's hands. We watch a lot of MMA fights and occasionally a, box, a boxing match. And I've just and then I've seen Pulp Fiction. You just got to think about like what if you, you killed somebody? But like it, it seems happens like a it's, lot in boxing. MMA is much safer than boxing. There are no. I would, yeah, I would understand. No one that. has ever died as the result of, at least in the UFC, which is wild. or anything. We don't have to jump back twenty years ago, but the way it was vilified <clears throat> after like a sixty-year boxing sport tenure, MMA came around and they're like, no, it's malicious, it's barbaric, it's just violence for the a sake of violence. A lot of states did everything they could to keep it out. It's like all the Crimes of the Future reviews. The people were walking <laughs> out of the theater. Right. <laughs> um, no, but like in MMA, because you're using smaller gloves. Uh, you achieve a knockout quicker, so you don't have to punch the guy in the head 200 times and rattle his brains. Also, there's so many other avenues. Um, you can take a guy down. You can kick him in his leg. You can choke him out. In boxing, but even like all choking you can someone do is punch him in the like fucking head. It could head. be lethal. You know what I mean? But yeah, but they're usually blood chokes. They just put the like, guy out that, for a second. For someone to figure out that there's a difference, like yeah. a guy who falls asleep versus is dead because all the oxygen's gone, it's like, right. we found the line, and all the fighters know the line. It's just a wild thing. It's so brutal. You yeah. Know? Uh, no, like, no no submissions that you see in the UFC are, like, fatal. That's what I'm saying, unless you like, Unless you hold it for, like, two minutes. They look like... While the guy's out. They look like murder. It. Yeah. Uh, then that could be. Right. But, um... No, that so that's f- how they do it in Africa. The guy keeps holding. <laughs> right. For all those reasons, it's safer, though, than boxing. But yeah, like, I would say at least two boxers die a year. I remember last year, there was like a 28-year-old dude from Europe. Um, well, here's the thing. What you would need to do, and like, I could help, but like, you would need to, first of all, do research on surviving friends, family, relatives, like, you know, the people you'd interview. To talk about it that would know something about it because you, you need that. It's a documentary. You need a testimonial on the situation. So you would have to find out, like, within our lifetime or, you know, people that could are still alive to speak about it, who you'd want to talk to. Meanwhile, you start looking into archival footage, see if the fight's right. something you can get the, the I want to talk to the opponent. Making a documentary is like, maybe this sounds arrogant but i'm like it's not that hard that's what i was thinking what here's the hard part i being I, and, a and people person i would be the person who would be the editor like so you gotta someone needs to be the face you i don't and know about i could that. be the uh this is what i was talking to my girl the puzzle arranger like uh i'm no warner herzog we watch these documentaries where like warner herzog is just and it's any documentarian <laughs> the, the, knows, our documentary ends with term listening to the end of the boxing match is like it's too much <laughs> you, i will destroy the tape <laughs> you can't see this guy die <laughs> Uh, no, but like you have to like be a people person who knows how to connect with people, especially people with a, a devastating story. Yeah, you know, it's like some of these where it's like I don't want to. You don't want to interview a guy who you killed also someone. Don't need to be the guy who interviews people. Exactly. You could be the director, and we, you know, find the guy who's the right <clears throat> person to speak and ask the questions, and to do it delicately and not just be obviously like. Uh, well, I want to know about when you killed that guy so I can... It's like the Chris Farley show on SNL. Remember it. when your brother died in the ring? That was crazy. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the guy last... It was June 5th. Simiso... Simisosa? Buthelazi. And then the most recent before him was January 2022. A Russian dude named Arrest Sakyan. And then most previous before that was August 2021, a Mexican guy. 
April 2021, a Jordanian, uh, Patrick Day, an American, died in October 2019. Like, there's a lot. There's like two a year. Well, I guess 2020, there was a break because for obvious reasons. But <clears throat> all I'm saying, believe me, I don't like n- need more work. You know, or like. It, it's a, I could sit at home and play PlayStation all day. That's not a gratifying life. Like no. I genuinely would be interested, I think it's, whether it's this or anything else. You know me. I'm writing my fucking horror movie treatments. Interesting idea. On and off. Where, like, <coughs> I would be all for uh, any any involvement in, like, a non-Palmer Squares passion project. Right. In the in video. You know what I mean? Like, making a piece of content. Not just Cooper Noriega looking at his phone, brushing his hair. <laughs> a piece of content. Uh so yeah, if you were like really serious about it, I have a camera. I got the fucking software. I just think that has potential. As long to as it be... doesn't have to be like a two-hour doc, like let's get one of the forty-fivers in there. Hour twenty. I got you. I think that has potential to be like a great uh, documentary that could offer some great stuff. My, mainly, what I'm interested in is in interviewing all of the guys who have killed their opponents, and I'm sure you interview ten guys who have killed their opponents. Some of them are going to be remorseful. Some of them are going to be like, whatever, that's the game. Some of them are going to have never fought after that. You never some, of them are, some, of, <laughs> some of them are going to have never fought. Some of them are going to have fought right after that and been like, yeah, whatever. It's just, it happened. Some of them went on to make rap songs about killing the guy in the ring. Exactly. And now they're in jail. I would think that among all the dudes who have, who have killed their opponent, there's differing uh, perspectives. And that's interesting to me. Yeah, we it's gotta just, make a movie. It's crazy interesting to me that there is a sport that's been a sport for hundreds of years where yeah. you you know going into it, I could I could die. Yeah. You know? Even with bull riding, you could die. Oh totally. People die and live that's the next documentary, dude. Let's go. Like that anything like that, it's like uh <clears throat> we I, the fights were on and my girlfriend was home and she was watching she was even like, Woo, like it's knockoutville, you know, it's crazy. It, it's no, it couldn't have been a better card to watch with a girl with that many first round TK. That's that's the ideal. I like, watched um, watch with a friend who doesn't watch UFC type of card. Yeah, um, knockout after knockout. A year and a half ago, we had friend our friend Eric and his girlfriend were over when Joaquin Buckley did that that iconic face right. kick heard around the world, and none of them like pay attention, but we were all like, whoa! You don't have to know the sport to know that that's amazing. Yeah, and. Uh, Oh, what did she she asked something? Oh, I said uh, the guy who was getting his ass kicked by Phil Hawes. She, right. We were watching that fight, Deron Wayne. And then I was like, I was saying like, damn, like you got to respect the fucking chin on this guy. Like he, because there was a point where the doctor Deron came chin. over and was was looking at him, you know, and he passed the t- and the doctor didn't look like happy to let him fight, but he's like he he said how many fingers he had up and that you know so, and then they called it eventually and he was protesting that it was like come you know and I'm like the heart you know you got to respect that and she was like do you is that like respectable to just get your ass kicked for I was like yes like when you're you signed the contract it's not just you're getting your ass kicked in a street fight you right. signed the contract to like be a part of this organization to like <laughs> potentially fight for a ranked position or a, a shot at the title or. Like to get your ass kicked and never give up, and like some, it, what do you respect a guy who'd be like, ah, like tap, tap, tap immediately? You know, like you have to. And then you heard the announcers saying, like, you know, you got the heart on this kid, you got to respect it, you got to give him a lot of credit. Where it's like, 
Yeah, like even to get your ass kicked, maybe it's not that you're a bad fighter. Maybe you were batting out of your league. Like you just, you weren't prepared for what this dude's elbows were bringing to you. Right. But like I do, I respect somebody that like when um, Moutinho got his ass kicked by Sean O'Malley last year, whenever that was. Yeah. I was like, that dude got pieced up, completely lost. You know, they already cut him. Yeah, like he fucking only lost. (laughs) He lost two two fights. fights. Oh, it was only two? Yeah, they were both. They were brutal. He got his ass kicked. Yeah. But from that first one, like, cut him, don't cut him. I still had a respect for the guy for, like, I. we just talked about this, how I've never even sparred, and to go five minutes, I'd be exhausted if not knocked yeah. out. So, like, if somebody goes in there for 15 minutes and, like, they're losing the whole time but never giving up, I would be waving my flag. I'm a pussy, you know? So I respect someone that can not be a pussy like me. Right. And sparring <laughs> is, o- is still only, like, uh, the tiniest taste because you're not... First of all, you're wearing 16-ounce gloves, and you're not throwing the way these guys are throwing like to, to kill each other, to knock each other out. Yeah. You're not eating knockout punches. You're not supposed to be. Um, yeah, yeah, someday. I'm going to make a documentary. Fucking stupid left eye. Looks like I've been getting punched in it. Asshole. You ever had a whitehead on your eyeball, Mary? Well, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's do some fan questions. It's time for Fan Questions! It's time for Fan Questions! DPS All right. Oh, maybe we'll see Sean Reedy on Friday. Fuck yeah. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Better. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see here. What do we got? Come on, play. Why are we not playing? What's up, guys? We're just calling in to talk about fingerboards for a second. Let's get it. You mentioned uh, Black River and uh, Ducky. P-Rep. Well, those are really good companies, but I just have a few more. Uh, there's DK Dex out of the Ukraine. Is this timpani guy? There's you think Canada. I'm buying Ukrainian <laughs> fingerboards, I don't know. I, I stand with Ukraine. I, I, I stand with Russia. I skate with Ukraine. So. <clears throat> yeah. H-A-N-A. Really good boards. Those are my favorite. Do they have Nazi and, insignias uh, on them? wheels, we got Oaks. <laughs> Those are really nice, top of the line. <laughs> Do we send them $54 billion to print real wood decks? It's crazy. Unreal. We, they approved another billion dollars last week to send to the Ukraine. I don't get it. They didn't send it to Flint, Michigan. Meanwhile, the inflation, oh, that we, they didn't nobody send it to can Chicago. afford anything here. We just don't know how to manage the goddamn economy. It's like, let's take what we do have and just give it the fuck all away. Right. Uh, which is fun. I'm not oh, prepared man. to talk about Bill Gates, but I'll talk about the Maidan coup all day, my friend. <laughs> Ukraine shit is nonsense. Uh, here he continues. A little bit more affordable, but takes forever to ship. There's organic. And, uh, yeah, if you're looking for some sick-ass, uh, rails, pretty sure this location has rails. But, uh, Speaking of rails, yeah. this call went you off. You derailed. <laughs> <laughs> fucking statement of the You internet. have derailed. So yeah, fingerboards, Shut up, Richard. Uh, <laughs> organic, and uh, if you want some sick and ass, uh, pretty sure I got. The... <laughs> Thank you, caller. Yeah, I put a P rep sticker on my uh, fridge the other day. Yeah, and I was looking at it today, and it just says prep, which is like an AIDS drug. <laughs> you want to be gay? <laughs> Fine, no problem. Um, here's another caller. Come on, play, jerk. Hey, I'm calling in uh, off that dude from Buffalo. Oh, real quick, though. Should I pull up for um, all the dead boxers real quick? 
At least for that one guy. <laughs> While we listen to this guy here. Simi so. Uh, a conspiracy that I heard that is pretty fucking weird is... Is it a Buffalo Shooter that, that conspiracy? Um, well, you remember last week there was a caller who from Buffalo who stated his conspiracy about like... Did he? You don't remember anything? I, I, I'm at an advantage <laughs> no, where I, I hear the episodes one more time when I get them ready to upload. I don't remember the conspiracy. I know we were talking about like MK Ultra and no, we were talking about like a like a population control, right? And that maybe the government is you know facilitating these mass murders and these shootings because they have an think, agenda. I think there's definitely like population control agendas. I don't think that's like this FBI and the CIA and uh, the shadow government's concern. I think that's more like the VPN, the, the w- NFT, the WEF and, and organizations like them, right, global anyways. organizations. But so I think, I think those, uh, the FBI and the CIA and, and the people but who I think are involved in these shootings and shit has more to do with gun control than population control. Anyways, he's just chiming in off of last week's Buffalo caller with his okay. theory. Anyways, I heard that it's pretty fucking weird is that that kid drove 200 miles from where he lived just to, to, to wind up at your door <laughs> to begin with, I would drive 200 <laughs> miles just to shoot a bunch of black people in a grocery store happy Juneteenth everybody I didn't hear yeah, I'm not listening yeah I have to run it back sorry guys got a little drunk it happens miles from where he lived to go to that specific grocery store, which is very weird to begin Seriously, this is the last time I'm going to run it back. Yeah. We're done talking over it. To go to that grocery store, which is very weird. Everybody shut up. To begin with, because they tried playing it off as a racial thing, but I'm sure there was plenty of other places he could go to that were less than 200 miles away. But it turned out that the security guard that died and got shot by that guy. Oh, he had a water car. He had a patent. For um, a uh, first of all, it's called I, a boat. I really don't. Think. First of all, it's called a boat. <laughs> it's called an amphibious vehicle. <laughs> no, nah, there was like a security boat. guard at the Buffalo grocery store who had been working on a car that ran on water, and there's people who were like, oh, "That's why. That's why it happened." What is this Jesus the vehicle? Anyways, water-based car engine, and a week before he died, he was on the news about it, and. The only other person that ever figured that out for cars was and poisoned. had it actually working and got a patent. Um, he was meeting up with Belgian investors at a Denny's and quote unquote short- at a Denny's. I don't really want the patent to go through. Like, go meet up at a fucking somewhere. <laughs> also, I know what he's going to say. The guy dropped dead, and before dropping dead, he well, said all that red meat. He said he was poisoned. Yeah, you ate at Denny's. <laughs> Steak and eggs at Denny's, dude? He's just raw. Oh, choked to death. But the thing is, is while he was choking, he, he allegedly said, I've been poisoned. You would think I would say, I can't breathe. But, yeah, I just thought that was a little weird. Not that I'm buying into it or anything. I'm just saying it's a little out there. Maybe something to look into. I know Term loves his conspiracy theories. Well, <laughs> so, God, boys, love. Uh, Yeah, relevant call. We were talking about the... Buffalo conspiracy, right? We were talking about. Uh, I also read that um, the kid in Buffalo like called six people before doing what he did to tell them what he was going to do, and one of them was like a ex Fed. Not sure how that ties in. Yeah. Again, I think it's like just like so much to pay attention to. Someone's gonna have to do it when these things Someone are shrouded in conspiracy, shit. and there's Feds connected to it who seem to have some sort of influence. Um. 
I don't think it has to do with like stopping a water powered car as much as it has to do with like yeah. uh, uh, ramping up gun control to reduce liberties in this country slowly. Yeah, <clears throat> that's that's just my that's the if, angle. If I, would I was a thief. <laughs> that's just my thing. <laughs> well, uh, this guy, this caller must seek therapy. That, that's just my thing. Fresh as hell with the feds watching, and then he choked on a steak at Denny's. Isn't that always the case? <laughs> Isn't that always what goes on? How come everybody tries to save the world chokes on a steak at Denny's? What's with that? <laughs> That's the new blue, the jasmine of his mind. <laughs> he, really, he really choked on a steak at Denny's back there. <laughs> he really screwed the pooch. He, you know, he choked on a Denny's steak. Here's another one. Just had to chime in and let you guys know that watermelon does fucking suck. Hell so, yeah! And act. You want to protect your bed? Buy a gun. Everyone should have at least one gun. At uh, least one. Um, yeah, I don't want a gun. And I was joking about the bread. <laughs> I disagree vehemently with the watermelon statement. Right. I mean, I and agree wholeheartedly with the the gun thing. Well, like I'm like I said, I'm not opposed to gun ownership. And it, it, to to be more of a let's go get guns, dude. A gun guy is like maybe like I would like to go. I've never gone to a gun range. I'm totally open to it. It sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks cool too. But I'm also not at this point in my life. It also interested cool. in <laughs> purchasing a firearm. Like I don't feel as though I just don't know if I, I can should or need it. Uh, or, yeah, I could afford it when it's other things. I should probably manage my money towards. Um, but yeah, I what I was saying was that like because I'm so far removed from the gun world, yeah, we'll try more legislation shit. It's like I don't want everybody anybody to feel like uh, you know, their freedoms are being taken away or something, but like there is a problem whether it's the the CIA f- sending these people to Buffalo and Uvalde and it's their agenda or they're just crazy off their meds and they fucking do it themselves, which is more likely Probably like a little bit of both. Either way like uh, the way the firearms end up all over the place, and we're from Chicago, you hear about the fucking, you know, we got the rappers, the, the jug gods, and the 320 pop-outs. It's right. just like, there is a problem, so I have no personal reason to be like, you're not on my watch, you know what I mean? Like, try more shit, fix it, fix it, regulate it, I don't know. Uh, that being said, don't take my guns away. <laughs> the guns I don't have, don't but want to tread shoot. on me. Um, yeah, I just don't want to hear the gun thing uh, in the gun debate, like America compared to a country that's the size of one state yeah, and didn't have to like fight for their freedom. Um, but yeah, you know, I think the whole like uh, regulated militia thing, I don't think people like understand completely what the Second Amendment is supposed to mean. The way I think it's supposed to be interpreted is that... Uh, the people are all supposed to be able to own guns so that if the government gets out of pocket... A tyrannical government defense. We can all form a well-regulated militia to battle oh, dude. the government. Whether we have guns or not, we're not forming a well-regulated well, militia. Thing. And this Us, is like the people? in no the way. American doctrine. A sheriff, the county sheriff, is the only person who has the authority to, to gather a... Bob Marley killed them. Gather Got a regulated militia. <laughs> what are we going to do now? We're fucked. <laughs> I don't know. It was like, you were trying to take it seriously, and I was pulling the shoot on it. But that's the thing that, like, uh, I think that is in the fine print. 
But um, again, these are things that were written a couple hundred years ago. I don't know if like if shit popped off right now. I don't know if our local county sheriff even knows that he's the one who's supposed to organize the militia. Doubt it. He's too busy pilfering money from the taxpayers. Don't we elect the sheriff too? I think that's like one of the reasons you elect the local sheriff is you want someone who you can trust to do that. Uh, anyways, I have no clue. Yeah. Yeah, so. What's up, boys? <laughs> um, so, Trudeau, fucking prime minister of uh, Canada there. Apparently Fascist, not- racist, go on. Piece of garbage. Sexist. Up the border. He can ride his bike, though, with the best of them. <laughs> He's riding that thing. Yeah, I do. No envy, training wheels. I do envy Canada's uh, having a leader who can stay on Man, his they bike. They really—they're cyclists up there. All right. You know what that means? Come back to Niagara. See us. Wait, what did this guy just say? I'm he said Trudeau opened the borders up, so we got to come back. Bullshit. No, we didn't. Let me see. You don't know anything. We know everything. So, uh, yeah, definitely look into to all that so you guys can come back over to Canada, fuck's sakes. I know uh, Deadmau5 already got shit planned in the States September. Do you think we're akin to Deadmau5? The way he books a show versus how we book a show. Yeah, Dead Mouse is playing in Toronto, so uh, you guys are next. Um, We're not in Dead Mouse's league. It's from two weeks ago. Canada's, Safe to say. Canada's vaccine mandate for travel under scrutiny as much of the world reopens. That was two weeks ago. Maybe the scrutiny is working. Let's scrutinize. Scrutinize this food. Scrutinize away, please, for my sake. Um, what's changing this summer? Let's see. Travel during the COVID-19 pandemic hasn't been the easiest of experiences for many Canadians. With border restrictions constantly changing, it has been challenging at times to keep up. However, with the summer around the corner, many travel restrictions have been dropped with declining COVID-19 activity, potentially making travel more appealing. So Niagara is in Ontario, correct? <clears throat> so it would be a... Right. You know, a, a whatever that is, a province or whatever they fucking call the territories. Uh yeah, if we can go to Ontario, I, st- I still don't think because they've they've been so regulated and locked down. Yeah. But I think news like this Either is just way. like, hey, guess what? Unvaxxed Canadians can now travel on trains. I think it. We'll see. We'll see. But I think it's safe to say we uh, will return to Ontario next year at the earliest, which isn't that far away. We're like half a year from that, but. Uh, we're already like really focused on some stuff for the fall, and it's probably going to be national stuff. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, we, we really want to get back up there. We have, uh, when we've talked with our booking guy, it's come up. Several cities, including like the uh, St. Catharines, Niagara area, have come up. So right. we'll do what we can. But yeah, we're no dead mouse, dude. So pff, get real. Uh, he goes on. Date September. So, <clears throat> I'm just eating a fucking 7-Eleven chili cheese dog right now. I got distracted. Uh, yeah, I hope to see you guys soon. On the other side of the border, love you. Smooches. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Here we go. On April 25th, unvaccinated and partially vaccinated kids, ages 5 to 11, accompanied by a fully vaxxed parent. Okay, this is just kids. Yeah, dude, uh, stand on your knees and put shoes on your <laughs> knees. It'll be fine. Dorf does Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, let's do it. Uh, All right, I'll look into it more. Uh, One more, two more, let's see. Hey, guys, it's Mike X from Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, I know in the past you 
guys have done solo work um, with Act doing 58 Names and Term doing solo one takes back in the day for YouTube. Uh, my question is, have you guys ever considered doing a project that's like a double album with solo, the love like, below speaker solo box. albums for each of you? Um, similar to like how Outcast did before. Beat you to it, and bitch. Do you guys, <laughs> and, and basically like what do you think, uh, your biggest difference would be from each other? Whether it be like beat selection, I think my or, like, songs would rock. Content or whatever. My songs song would rap. Roll. <laughs> that was gonna be my answer was like, I would have rap songs on that album. Right. And Term would probably sing and play his guitar. I would do a masterfully, lot of but brutal doodle doodle. A lot of brutal. <laughs> Instead of speaker box and the love below, be like brutal dude and the you know whatever my half is. Um, my songs would rule. Your songs would drool. Um, <laughs> gotta bring that back, honestly. I got jazz. <laughs> um, no, like uh, that would be a fun thing to release, like a split mm -hmm. project or. I don't know. I feel like it's unlikely at this juncture, but we'll see. We've talked about doing a live album or like, you know, recording ourselves over a tour and doing like a live release. That would be fun. I think doing some more stuff, almost like we did, um, what's the name of the album we made? Was it No More Jobs? Yeah, No More Jobs tour. Like, not every, you know, there's a song with Vanna right. Black in turn. just a hodgepodge. And then there's a song with me and Vanna right. or whatever. So like, <clears throat> maybe more of an album like that that's like a Palmer Square's release but it's kind of like uh you know wu-tang everybody's just kind of everywhere all at once if you will wow. uh, <laughs> and here's another question but yeah i don't know there's like there's like a lot we could do with that where it doesn't have to just be like side a side b and i'm not on side a and you're not on side b right but like it would be cool to like you know, not approach every song like, all right, we got my verse is 24 bars, so your verse has to be 24 bars. That's how we, like, I'm OCD, so like every song should be that way to me. Yeah, like, I know. 16, 16, 16, hook, 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 separate, and we'll get a feature for the third verse. And like, that's a song. But there's so many ways to approach it where maybe we're not always thinking on that level of like, even ad libbing each other's, you know, doubling each other's verses we talked about. And I played Chewy last week where there's all this stuff like, you, it's really like slight changes on the dial that could like make a lot of impact you know to an album switching up verse lengths or that maybe like i guess bad animals would be a good example it's, yeah i was it's gonna split, say that like songs like that though you know like well, you i didn't don't rap have a verse and i didn't sing it's just exactly right. um i know there's songs we like where it's like four bars and then an eight bar hook and then a four bar verse and then an eight yeah. bar hook and it's and then like why are we always doing a 24 and a 24 boring our listener yeah, and because there's like inherently two of us, even getting a feature is a questionable thing sometimes. Because like, oh, by the time you get to the end of our two verses, this song is almost four minutes already. Right now, there's going to be seventy-two bars. Right. So then, like, even when we had Jarv get on too slow, we originally pitched him the Rohypnol beat, <clears throat> and it was like he heard our draft. He's like, "Yo, this song's like three and a half minutes. If I'm on, it'll be like over five minutes." You know, or like still would have been cool. But yeah, I didn't care. I just sent him like the stuff we were working on that I thought suited him, and then we leaned the other way. What are you shorter saying, verses, uh, faster raps, kind of packaged in the it queen, in. the Queen, the Queen movie when he's like, 
I pity your wife if you think six minutes is a long time. <laughs> Jeremy's shoulder shrugging like Steph Curry <laughs> while he says wife. it. <laughs> oh, by the way, congrats to the fucking I didn't even watch. Golden State Warriors. I didn't even watch. I did. You know, good My girlfriend them. was in town. I forgot. The game was even <laughs> on. And then I went out to dinner with my uncle who's from Boston. He was like, well, my team lost last night. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Well, they lost. So I'm glad I, d- I missed it. Yeah, I mean, it's good for them. They were like... Uh, like, I, I was watching I, I always have to needs watch, to fly. <laughs> I always have to watch the like, you know, when, better. They, when they give the MV, MVP trophies and stuff. Like, right. I want to, when somebody get the hats on and stuff, like I, I watch the, I want to see that talk to fucking weirdo uh, Pan's Labyrinth NBA commissioner. What's his name? <laughs> Daniel Stern? No, the other guy, the bald guy that looks like a... Uh, he looks like the guy in Pan's Labyrinth <laughs> with the like, eyeballs in his hands. Looks like Nosferatu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That guy's weird. Oh, what is his no, name? Silver. Guy? Adam Silver or something? Stern's dead, right? He was the one who looked like a frog. Is it Silver? Let me see. I think you're right. Adam. It was David Stern Silver. and Adam Silver. Let's see here. No, it's, <clears> not, it's not Adam Silver. Type MBA. Oh, I spelled it wrong. <laughs> I still spelled it wrong. <laughs> you guys. Ah, no space. I. Oh, you guys. <laughs> Seventh I rendition. <laughs> Why is books in the title now? NBA. Piece of shit. There it is. Huh. Frightening. Yeah, he's weird looking. He was weird looking. Big pencil neck geek. Fucking uh. shape of water, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, Palmer Squares. Uh, first of all, I think it's super dope that you guys always... Shut up a second. Hold on, I'm talking to my friend here. <laughs> there we go. We gotta take our last shot, dude. It's been sitting oh, here right. for 20 minutes. R.I.P. See me so. I also am about to pee my shorts, but you know, YOLO. We hardly knew ye. No, that's not for uh, a life lost. That's for the beginning of our documentary career together. There we go. We're gonna make some film content. All right, I'm gonna start this one over because I think it's gonna be our last one today. Yo, Palmer Squares. Uh, first of all, I think it's super dope that you guys always play your homies music at the end. Uh, I think that's super chill. But my question is, what do you guys do in a situation where you hear your homies music, but you don't like it (laughs) or even worse, like if he shows it to you and you're in the room and you're not feeling it, it's the worst. are you just honest? Do you tell them? Or are you kind of just like, yeah. It's a good thing. Like, what do you guys do? We have That's the soundboard to speak for us. Yeah. Yo, I'm going to show you this thing I'm working on. Let me know if you like it. No, I'm sorry. That's not right. I just bring a whoopee cushion everywhere I go. <laughs> Hit it from both angles. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a really awkward position to be put in it definitely even when is. it's not a friend you know what's interesting is we like, have fans who come do that shit at the merch table sometimes that's that's worse or kids who even who dm me their song on instagram and i know that it shows them that i've opened it they know i've seen the message yeah. and sometimes i do i'll be honest honestly never mind <laughs> most of the time it's never mind <laughs> Most of the time, I don't even click it because I don't want to be asked my opinion in case I thought it sucked. And uh, how do I put this? 
Usually it sucks. <laughs> Man, I actually have a move for this. We're talking about two different things now. We're talking about usually now it's not fans good. sending you stuff. I don't have that many friends who show me their music. Here's the thing. And I think it's terrible. Here's something that I do because I've actually, I, I would say more than terms. I'm, I'm only friends with good musicians. I've, I've listened to, I, you know, I thought about that recently too and just how cool that is where like some of my closest friends are all like, not everybody is a creative or a musician or mm-hmm. an artist. You like, but over time you like build that circle of like individuals and yeah, you look around at just like everybody we've toured with and we openers wanna, and people we've played. When uh, it's sh- a friend, you want to find a complimentary angle regardless. Yeah. Um, oh, so here's what I do for when let's fan versus friend. When fans send something, even if it's good and especially if it's bad, I take the same approach. But a lot of times what I do, and I remember I taught you this, I listen to it and find a line. I find good. a line that I like. And even if I overall, I'm not blown away by the song. Like, obviously, I wouldn't be like, yo, step it up. Not good. So it's inherently... Just a, just a trash can emoji. Yeah, <laughs> it's inherently like, you, you know what you're doing when you send it. Because we're not complete assholes, uh, contrary to what you might believe listening to the show. But and like, nope. I will listen long enough to hear something that I find dope. And like, even it... And maybe I'll only listen until there. And I'll be like, oh, you know what? That was a cool yes, line they had. And, and then I'll type back like the line they said, proving I listened to it. And I'll be like, that was a good rhyme pattern. You know, keep it up. And even if it's a good song, I might do that too. Pick my favorite line. But like, that's the thing. I will listen to it. And even if I don't like it, you're never going to hear me say, I don't like this. I, I will, though, point out what I did like. You know, right. that's like business one one You lead with a compliment. But, uh, when I do respond and I have, you know, sometimes I don't have time. I see people send stuff and I go like, not right now. And there's other times I'll be like, what else am I doing? Sure. I'll check it out. And then I'll let them know like, hey, this line was actually pretty good. The rest of it sucked my dick. Sucks I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but uh, hey. You should quit. This pattern was Life. not bad. Um, so now friends. We have a lot of talented friends. We've, we've performed with countless right. individuals. The good thing about having a lot of talented friends is there's not a lot of times they show us dog shit. That's what I'm saying. You know, I've never heard Jarv like show it. Jarv has sent us his last two albums before, like a year before they came out. Like, I'm working on this. Yeah. I want input. And even that, it's like, I don't feel like I've earned the stripe of input master. Like, you know what? I'm the authority on where this switch up should go. It's like, I always listen to it. And I'm just usually blown away by how good it is. Right. So I go like, yeah, that was fucking dope. Like, Sometimes maybe you're waiting for feedback. Like, no, no, no. Like, be honest. And I'm like, no, honestly, I think it rules. Honestly. I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> three times he got me. sucks. I don't want to give you a review. Uh, but no. no the, what I would do is is not be brutally honest. I just, I'm not. I like, whether it's you showing me music or just like something, showing me a fucking TikTok, I don't think is interesting. Like, I try not to be like, that's stupid. Fuck off. Like, I'm not going to. Which I think that's an American culture. I've tried thing. to find things like I, I'm also not uh, afraid to be honest. I'm not like opposed to letting people know. Sometimes I'll be like, you know what? Like, hey, full transparency. You do whatever you want. You know, I, I preface it all this, but I think it might be cool if you ditch this line. You know, you, you got to find the like the even keel to put that conversation on. Like, if I have an idea and we do it, you to me, me to you, and it's like, hey, how about uh, if you said it like this? And then sometimes I go like, yeah, that's a good idea. I didn't think about saying it like that. Let me try that. Other times I'm kind of tied to the way I said it. And I go, no, nah, I'm not interested in input. I'm mm-hmm. going to keep it the way I like it. And you get to decide in that moment. But uh, uh, for other folks, if your friends are showing you borderline whack music, like 
toe the line, but don't be totally dishonest. Pick the things right. you do like, and then maybe I can parlay that into a critique. Without even saying anything. Dope-ish, my snorkel. That's what you say, right? <laughs> you just find this. I could, I could just give a look that's like, it's my lack of saying anything that says something. Yeah, dude, your silence says it all. Silence is violence. Um, it's similar to like, uh, the other day, I ran into an old friend of ours who I haven't seen in years. Tony. Because he texted me. It took, there was an obvious eight seconds you didn't recognize Tony? He cut his hair. I haven't seen him in five years. For the people. This he is, had a mask on at first. He's literally our first manager. He was. He was like the homie homie. He's, he's the man. And then he's the term. Uh, but for eight, eight seconds? Notable seconds. I would give you, I'll give you four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staring into his face and all I can express is, I'm sorry, I don't know you. That's crazy, I don't dude. know who you are. Even cutting his hair. I, I can't fake it. I can't even like. Was he wearing sandals? Probably, because yeah, it's like there's things about Tony. You'd just be like, "Yeah, what's up, dude?" I I, I know those Birkenstocks. So Let's get he it. He had a mask on. He was coming out of a Dollar Tree, and I was walking past. I was doing my laundry across the street. And gotcha. I was just taking a walk while my laundry. Uh, I was actually walking to a Chinese place to get egg drop soup, and when I got there, they were closed. I was pissed. <sighs> pissed. Chinese places are always closed on Mondays. It's bullshit. <laughs> anyway, thanks Obama <laughs> or uh, thanks Abe Lincoln, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Budinsky. <laughs> and uh, this dude comes out of the, the Dollar Tree and he's like eyeballing me. And I'm in my head, I'm like, fuck does this guy want? Yeah. And it's because it's Tony. And I remember like, we were at hey, a music Seth. festival like fucking seven years ago. And somebody came up and was like, yo, Matt, Seth, Palmer Squares. And, and I was like, hey, what's up? And like, I didn't know. And it was Seth's like cousin. It was family. It's my, my cousin Luke. <laughs> I remember Seth was like, bro, I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> I was dripping and even, on acid. Yeah, even I was like, uh, it's like because of Facebook and I stuff. I was I'm on like, acid. Isn't this I was at least Luke? on acid. <laughs> yes. I knew your cousin before you did. <laughs> he's He's technically... A second cousin. Third? Oh, well, I hope he's not listening, What dude. is it when... So his you mom... You know where you rank on the family spectrum, Luke. His mom is my dad's cousin. So is he my third cousin? I think what Term's trying to say is... <laughs> oh, dude, I'm about to piss my pants. Fart. I thought if I farted harder, I would pee in my <laughs> pants. I have to pee so bad, dude. Uh, oh, my God. This sucks. I think he's a third cousin. Isn't that? Either way, it's My funny. dad's cousin is my second cousin. Whether you're related and to term. And then her son is my third cousin. <laughs> Whether you're related to him or just met him in passing According at to a you, show. my third cousin. <laughs> it's a 50-50 chance. <laughs> term knows who you are. Met him once at a show or we hang out every year on 4th of July. <laughs> he's not sure. Um, no, I would recognize Luke now. At that time, I had not spoken to or even seen Luke in a long while. This is actually crazy that um, I'm even thinking of doing this. But, but yeah, it's like a, it's a, it's kind of a similar thing of though. That's what I meant. What I was getting at was like in those moments, um, I I like I can't not show it visibly that I don't know. There was another guy a couple weeks ago, Joey. He's a friend of friends. We used to drink with him years ago. We were never like actually. We never hung out the two of us. But we would have parties, we'd invite our friends, and he was friends with our friends, and they would bring him. And he was like, hey, it's you, Seth. And he was like eating with friends from work. And I just, in, I feel like I kind of embarrassed him in front of his friends from work. I bet you did. <laughs> I, I don't even know what you did, but I'm I sure he didn't I feel great about it. I looked at him like, I don't know who you are, and you know who I am. And it's, it's similar with the friends showing us songs where they're not good. Yeah, I'm trying to find words... 
that are not hurtful, but it takes me so long that my silence speaks volumes that I don't yeah. like when I'm here. UBI dropped a song that I really like. It's called Orphan a few months ago. And then he's a yeah. rhyme about, uh, if you ain't saying shit, then your silence is a statement. Yeah, That's kind what, of. Yeah, he's talking like politically. Right. But I apply it to you in this story. <laughs> <laughs> like when you don't recognize your cousin. <laughs> That's, that says it all right there. Um, what are we doing here? Oh. You know, we forgot to mention last week. Uh, and... And it was a bummer because we went on the whole thing about fruits and Wu-Tang and the cantaloupe and the melons, mm. the whole Postmates thing about the... Right. We really do suck at this. Podcasting? The, We're the, not good at it. <laughs> Postmates put up a, a whole stop motion ad about how they have a bottom friendly menu for for guys who like to get fucked in the ass. I think ass. I heard Burger King had a similar thing so where they were... I don't know why I said it was like, Burger King. Burger, hey, Burger King. <laughs> Happy birthday, Burger King. But yeah, a lot of people are capital. That, that's that corporate bullshit. They're putting out menus I would just say made for guys who get fucked in the ass so that they don't shit all over the bed <laughs> when they get fucked. But no matter what your lifestyle choices are or preferences are, it's like... Here's the thing. <laughs> I think guys who get fucked in the ass on the regular... I was going to say, it's just exploitation. Go on. Exactly. I think guys who get fucked in the ass on the regular know what not to eat and what to eat when they're going to get fucked. Or they, they don't, don't care. Need Postmates I'm going to eat them. french fries and then you're going to boof me. And just wipe the shit off your dick. It's fine. <laughs> We've all been there. Wipe the I fry grease off your shit. They don't need Postmates to tell them what to eat. Secondly, heterosexuals have anal sex too. It's not, it's not something that needs to be curated just for homos. Third... The whole stop motion, stop motion commercial depicts fruits. Fruits. Get it? Homos. Fruits. Yeah. Yeah. The, first of all, they show a fruit that's like leather clad uh, who's laying next to a peach wearing a jock strap. It just totally sexualizes the gay community. Well, that's what Pride Month kind of they've done with their community. That's what the parades are. They're very sexualized. Their asses are out in jock straps. You know what I mean? Like... And I think there's a split in the gay community where some gays are really not with that. And others, I've seen it. I saw a tweet last week. I don't remember verbatim, but it was something like, pride is not for your children. I plan on getting fucked against a dumpster. Don't bring your kids. It was something like that. And I think there's other dudes who are just like, it's the, the one on the right. Is this one right here? The, on the right. This yeah. one? Yes. Oh, okay. Let's see. Where is it? Where's the volume? Well, if you're a top, it seems like you can. So there's a leather-clad avocado laying next to a taco. You're expected to starve. And now there's a peach with a jockstrap on. The bottom-friendly menu from Postmates. We teamed up with Dr. Evan Goldstein from Bespoke Surgical to bring you a menu of bottom-friendly. They had to get a doctor. They had to get a surgeon. They need to get a doctor to tell you what foods aren't going to leak out of your ass when you're getting fucked. Cauliflower, potatoes, legumes. Hold up. Legumes. Are you just fully diving into those beans? Dude, I can't get over it. My favorite part. I love this. It's like uh, they have the flow, like the uh, assembly line of foods that slide. And then there's ice cream and french fries and all the things that would clog up your And they're not moving. They're blocking up the assembly line. Look at her. Girl. If you're going to eat something insoluble, give your body about 24 hours to process all of it. A peach. That's an Soluble ass. Soluble fibers and protein exactly. are the key to having some good, clean fun. These all digest easily and slowly. While I don't know. The way I, I would see it is it's and a company who's just like, hey, all you homos wear jock straps and fuck each other in the asses. Eat strawberries this month. Like, why do you need to do that? Yeah. 
Why can't you just be like? And could you imagine if it were we like we stand with homos? I, don't, I feel like this is just another thin line. <laughs> where what if it was just like uh, hot dogs and corn on the cob and like like rod shaped foods going down a throat? Right. You know what? It's like you know what kinds of we you know what it, foods are shaped like dicks. The best kinds. It's very much like it's like cartoonized as if they're trying to advertise for I don't know. A twelve-year-old with a cell phone who's maybe having an identity, who's maybe shoving issue, a zucchini in his ass, only eating milkshakes, burgers, and fries, and uh, doesn't right. know why their boyfriend doesn't want to boo. Why him. is my zucchini all poopy? <laughs> but it's like it's it's oddly like uh, well, obviously fetishizing, but like it's childish fetishizing. It's like it's almost like it's a, an ad geared. When I talk about hip hop music, where it sounds like like does your chain hang low? It's like dude, it's the ice cream man song. It's nursery rhymes. It's, it's for baby music. It's kid stuff. It's kid stuff. And then to like market sexuality towards kids, like in any like um, unnecessary realm, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this is marketed towards kids because it's like, I don't know if kids it, get postmates delivered. stop motion, yeah, it ain't for animation. Me. I am not the target demo for this That's cartoon. That's another thing. Stop motion animation takes a lot of time and work. Yeah. And in all the time that this took, nobody stopped to be like, is what we're doing right now kind of fucked up? Like exploitation? <laughs> is this like, should we not be doing this? Should yeah, we not yeah. be just generalizing a whole community as ass fuckers? I bet you feel fuckers? the same way about the UFC, because they have their Pride Month t-shirt, and a lot of the shorts have the rainbow names on the care side. About that. It's but fine. it's like, what they're doing, what anybody's doing. They're saying, like, we want more revenue off right. of the... It's exploitation. There's not... What UFC's known for isn't the, how, their big gay audience. No. You know? Like, but they're like, it's Pride Month, there's so we're all wearing one, T-shirts. There's not one openly gay fighter in UFC history. So when you history. see every, there's every, a couple sus guys out there. But every sponsor of these very like straight organ, any organization, when it's a corporate sponsor and they're jumping on it for literally thirty days, and then they're kind of done talking about it, that's exploitation. Right. It's not. They don't actually give a fuck. Did Postman? Did Postmates do like a fried chicken and watermelon thing in February for Black History Month? I'm sure they tried something, but I, I guarantee they wouldn't have towed that line. To me, this is like in the same lane of offensive. And then here's the kicker: go look at the comments, and every comment will tell you they stole this idea from a gay creative. Uh, Bottoms Digest was like the original. It's, and it's a gay dude who like came up with this. I'm gonna dis- they give him no credit and they steal his idea while trying to like piggyback and get a bunch of support from the gay community. Uh, first comment is it's tone three deaf. hand raise. I don't. Uh, every emojis. other. It's either every comment is either Yas Queen or you stole this from Bottom Digest. Right. There's one that here says, "Oh my God, I screamed." And the next one is like, "Are y'all okay? This is really strange. Exactly. Please stop. Just know I love this. This is fantastic. What the hell is going on here? It's it's two extremes. <laughs> it's every so comment funny. is one of two extremes. It's really how everything is now. This is fucked up, or this is awesome. We only live like as Americans. We only live on edges of a spectrum. Everything <laughs> is a two-party There's system no here. In the middle. Everything is just like this or that, and there is no gray area. Pick your side and run towards it. Um, but yeah, you also seen like uh, the military, the United States military put out a, a tweet that had a helmet with bullets in the helmet, like a full metal jacket style. Yeah. And the bullets were like rainbow colored. Were they sperm shaped too? <laughs> Jesus. Rainbow colored bullets that kill people. You know, inclusivity is fine. We'll let, we'll let anyone kill anyone. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll let anyone 
uh, you know, drone strike children on their way to a wedding. <sighs> that being said, let's get in to some YouTube comments. Whoa. Very loud. Far too loud. Fart too loud? <laughs> you got it. As you wish. <laughs> oh, man. Where are they? Where's the freaking... Oh, yeah. Here we go. It's Bill Gates still. He's like, it was... Uh, gotta be careful. Well, he's dead now, so, so you gotta be careful. <laughs> what does that mean? What are you talking like, about? Like, you might be dead if you aren't careful. Also, his wife left him, like, right in the midst of all this. I mean... I think that says more. That 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 silence is a statement right there. Yeah. She heard him go like, "I she got not, it." Not, she didn't leave him after this interview, but she left him after the whole like uh he's on the flight logs shit came out and Yeah. You know what? I think it's cuz she was fucking kids. Yeah. Yeah. She's like she was mad that he was hogging all the little kid pussy. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> he was hogging it. <laughs> <laughs> Shoving his hog in there. All Bill right. Gates, you dirty fuck. Motherfucker. Video. It says, a day in the life. Yeah? What? I, I, uh, I guess it's the video was like you waking up, and then it's we're oh, going right. to the train, and then it ends with us uh, hanging out. I wake up. I go to Disco Still City. Still a shitty comment. Let's point it out. It's That comment sucks ass. You. <laughs> what is that you video? Suck! I wake up, I go to Disco City, which is a music store in Logan yeah. Square. Oh, that's a good CD. Oh, I like this. You're like fast, very I've, quickly bobbing your head. I've never been in that store other than shooting that video. No, it's part of your identity now. It's Disco it's, City. It's right by where I, I train Muay Thai. I pass it every day. Um, it's still there. Even keel. It says, you walk in the kitchen and it's the living room. Yeah, that's where I live. That's uh, <laughs> These comments suck. These are not worth posting. Uh, one of the live streams, I guess it was the last one, it says, why don't y'all post songs like Got My Money Right every day? You know what? <clears throat> Let me start over. Why don't you post songs like Got My Money Right every day, Emptiness, <laughs> and wait, Emptiness and Ecstasy, that's not one of our songs. Yeah, what the hell? And Cassius Clay, those are fire, get them views. Is Emptiness and Ecstasy one of those uh, remixes from Ron's brother where he named them all differently? We're going to find out right now. Yeah, there's a number of songs. Like, I don't know, the, the Nosh was one of them that was titled something that's not... What was his name? Orlin Beltran? Yeah, yeah. Where? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, Empty it's Namesake. And X... Wow. Good thing I just filled this up for that. <laughs> that song stinks. That was a good one. Seriously, uh, we hate the song Namesake. It smells like shit. It's dick smells like shit. Uh, <laughs> it shit smells like dick. <laughs> Unlistenable. Ack absolutely goes off. Hell yeah! 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 At no point. Things <laughs> <laughs> going all bluey on me. Um, word video. First name, sweet home. Last name, Chicago. Hits my feels every time. Term farts on your feels. <laughs> Tide. This is a damn good song and hella underrated, in my opinion. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for one, but here we go. Um, what is this? Bumpin'. Every time we go. <laughs> sounds like your brother made it in third grade. <laughs> Seriously. It says, please release this on final. <laughs> it's never going to happen. <laughs> 
This bumps to the max, bros. We be bumping and boom dipping till the cows come home. Cheers from Ontario, Canada. Is that our homie? It's a new homie. I think people are, are you know, listeners of the show are catching on and they're mimicking this guy. Uh, I, I honestly don't think so, but I've, <laughs> I've waited for that. I've waited till people start going to our videos and commenting goofy podcast shit. Yeah. Because it hasn't happened yet unless they're saying cheers. Oh, good bit. Got me. <laughs> you know, get in there. <laughs> oh, man. Here's the uh, the video where Dan breaks his skateboard that was on Ridiculousness. And it says, Term needs to make an entrance like this at a live show. An act should be the filmer. Actually, guys, for real, just skate at all shows from now on. Cheers from Ontario, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Engelbert Humperdinck, I'm a stoner and a hippie. Watch me get lippy. Oh my god. No. He's on the video. You can just drag it back. Man, you What does it say? Watch me getting lippy. A stoner and a hippie who is known for getting lippy. I even know that off top. That's what I said. <laughs> Terms like he had no idea until I said it what it was. Uh Popeye, get the spinach. Hold, hold the, the chicken, chicken crispy. crispy. You know what? Watch me get Let me get lippy. the chicken crispy uh, and a Mr. Piv use a swizzle stick to mix the whiskey. He's perverted. I think that you... No, wrong one. <laughs> yeah, anyways, you biffed it. Uh, commenter. Who's the Who's the commenter? What's their name? You know what? It's Wayne, who's the original Cheers from Ontario guy, and now he's not saying it. I'm confused, dude. I think he made a second account for the Cheers from Ontario's, and then he decided since we're on to him that when Wayne comments, he doesn't say it anymore. He does. He, he ditched the tagline. <laughs> what would be the sense in that? <laughs> oh boy. Uh, and then the live stream again. It says, "Just want to say, you guys make phenomenal music, and to keep going, you've helped me through a lot, and I can't thank you more. Um, you got me through high school." You gave me great times with my friends, and I couldn't be more thankful for the art you've put out. I can't fart on that. <laughs> oh, no! We don't, don't fart on that. <laughs> Austin Powers? Yes, yes, no! Yes, yes, no! Um, well, thank you. We're, we're definitely ending on that one. That was a hell yeah, hell of a note to go out on. Thank you, commenters. <laughs> and you know what? Cheers from Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. We appreciate you. Yeah. Um, what else here? What else? Fucking TBS Sports Podcast at gmail.com and 708-797-3079. Give us a call. Appreciate the fan input in recent weeks. And um, patreon.com slash palmer squares. Palmersquares.com slash shop. Get yourself a new spooky language t-shirt or a spooky beanie. Spooky language shirts are back in stock. I made a really killer poltergeist too promo this week and it got got two comments nobody got it like 40 likes fucking it's not even that people don't get it which it is over it it is that people don't get the reference but it's because i think when you make a an an image like the one you made like the algorithm doesn't show that to people it's a black it just has the shirt on it and some text really unreadably small i thought it was clever however it was very clever instagram and facebook are like no i even instagram and facebook are like no! <laughs> I even added the little shine to all the letters, like on the Poltergeist 2. Poltergeist. Poltergeist. <laughs> but yeah, like, it's like when Movie you... poster. When, 
and and this doesn't even work anymore. But I like I remember I did like a little uh, chat seminar with like a YouTube rep on things years ago, where it's like, hey, things to keep in mind to make sure your videos get the most right. traction. And a lot of them were like, make sure that your thumbnails aren't boring, like that they have your faces and they're act, you know, something interesting. Make sure that they aren't direct mocks of the Poltergeist Two movie poster. <laughs> yeah. No matter how kick ass. You know that girl, the little girl from Poltergeist. She died on set. Only did Poltergeist movies. Well, yeah, didn't she die during the filming of one the of them? third one. That was part of the, like, cursed film series from Shudder. And I thought that there was, like, a all Hollywood... revolving around her death. Hollywood legend, because she died of, like, a ruptured uh, bowel. Ruptured? There was, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there was, like, Hollywood legend that, like, these pervy old, like, film producers, like, fucked her to death. Right, yeah, yeah. I've heard that rumor. I'm pretty sure that's not what happened. Probably not. But she did like rupture her bowels. Um, it was it was like a medical anomaly. I was just reading up on it when I made that promo, uh, <laughs> where doctors were saying that like, in in most cases, for someone to die of what she died of, there would be like weeks of symptoms, and and there wasn't. She just like one day didn't feel good. Doesn't matter. And then they rushed her to a hospital, and she died of like a ruptured bowel. Do you understand yet that this is how people are? It's like. What, oh, they uh, fuck little girls in the ass no, to death? No, they just assume what it isn't. They're like, oh, Bob Saget died? It must be the booster shot. It's like, yeah, the booster caved his head in. Like, his skull right. was bashed in from behind. And I'll tell like, you who the booster, been the booster did kill. Betty White. So then they're like, the doctors for this girl in Poltergeist are just like, there's no fucking way that this happened. They're like, yeah, I think all the producers fucked her to death. Right. Yeah. What else could it be? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Uh, Palmer Squares, P.O. Box 47. Palmer Squares, P.O. Box 47772, Chicago, Illinois. 60647. Send us something. Send Term us, couldn't please. check this week, and if he could have checked, it would have been empty. So it's for the best. Thanks, Abe Lincoln. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did go to the post office. I yanked on the door, and it didn't open. I was really upset. <laughs> did you really? I did. Wow. Where's the one pathetic loser? I need that. You, you know what? Oh, my God. That is funny. Good there enough. was a girl behind me, so it was two pathetic losers. Yeah, she was trying to buy a, stamps. I don't have a sound bite for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Friday, you sons of bitches, Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're at a place called Foolish Things. It's our first time at that venue. That's right. We'll see if booking it was a foolish thing. Wow. Uh, sounds fun. And then the following night, speaking of sounds fun, Camp Say So Music Festival. I believe we're like the midnight stage closer, late night party. We play at like 12, 15-ish. Um, but we should get into town, you know, dinner time or sometime in the evening and hang out with everybody and we'll be uh, in town for the night. Arkansas, come on out. PalmerSquares.com slash tour for tickets to either of those. Oh, yeah. And... um. It's confirmed, you guys. Atlanta. We're coming to Atlanta. Um, Free show, Cinema Paradiso. Sitting in Atlanta, sipping this Tarantino. Um, it's a Sunday, Sunset Sessions. What's the name of the place? The Park Tavern. Yes. Park Tavern, Sunset Sessions. We're going to be performing. It's like a, they do a summer series. It's a weekly during the summer in Atlanta. it's a, We've known people that have played it before and uh, we've heard good things about it. So we're going to be performing at the one on Sunday, July 24th. As Term said, free show, Cinema Paradiso. Uh, no need for tickets, free admission. Um, Hell yes. Um, you can reserve a table, which costs money. 
Yeah. But otherwise, you can just uh, RSVP for a free ticket. So the event, I, I don't think it's our time. Our set time is 7 p.m., but the event is listed at 7 p.m. I put p.m. 8 p.m. On our, on our website. I've yeah. been doing so that lately. You, yeah, you, you'll miss it. You won't see <clears> us. Um, some of you guys show up a little too early for shows, and then by the time we go on, what do you know? You're shit-faced. But yeah, stay tuned. We'll post some more promo stuff in the next month leading up to Atlanta. We're coming. Um, Everwild. Also, officially official fucking confirmed. Whatever the Saturday night is, is that the 13th of August? Yes. 13th or... Actually, I forget. But we're playing... Uh, we're closing one of the stages. We're doing another midnight. August 13th night, is a Saturday. Party. It um, is also... I think, the, it's, I think it's the midnight uh, Saturday set. The anniversary of the Bars video release. Hell yeah. So, so we'll be playing that. We'll be opening with Bars at Everwild. Speaking of Bars, we're going to be at a bar called The 8x10 in Baltimore on August 26th. Whoop! With the Grilled Lincolns and Wax. Tickets on sale for that too, palmersquares.com. And uh, still working on stuff for September. Iowa might be back through there. Nebraska might be back through there. Midwest slash West. <coughs> We're going to see how much shit we can put together before the end of the year uh, right. in the fall season. And then to the caller's point earlier, Canada is on the agenda. We just don't know if it'll work into these fall plans, but... Uh, that's the thing about checking one thing off the list is once that's done, we can focus on the next thing. And I think uh, reaching Toronto slash Ontario slash Canada, uh, as soon as it feels comfortable and we have the lead time to set it up correctly, uh, it's on our to-do list. So thanks for waiting. It's like, you know, we talked highly of the Denver show. People are waiting. We haven't we haven't been able to move around in years like we used to. So we're, we're getting back at it. And uh, stay tuned. Stay patient. And stay flatulent? <laughs> October 14th through the 16th, we will be in Las Vegas. Yes, we will. At Skankfest. We will be in we Vegas. We will be in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait for Skankfest. Uh, if you can't make it, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra is doing Amadeus. <laughs> I'm torn. I might fly home. Yeah. If you're a real foof, <laughs> if you're a real Wolfgang von Foofy, Man, I screwed that up. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, my. God damn it. You'll have to excuse my friend. I got to. Where is the thing I'm looking at? It drives me nuts. Uh, let's get out of here. Smoochie Gang playlist on Spotify. Smooches. Uh, let's end with something by the Loop Rat homies. St. Louis. Remember that fun thing we did in Virginia? This is um, a release from Armani A-Bomb featuring Davey Napalm. Kind of rhymes. Their names kind of... A-bomb, napalm. But yeah, we were... Uh, both explosive. We uh, shared a barn stage with them in Virginia a couple months ago. Shot some hoops in the driveway. This is Armani and Napalm with Work It Out. It was a fun night. It was. It was a really fun night. Um, and this has been on my list since I saw... They, this must have came out like a week or two after that show. But uh, it's just been in the pocket. Laying in the cut. And teaser for next week. Pretty sure the outro song on next week's podcast also features us, much like last week. So stay tuned. We have a couple of uh, nice. homie cuts coming out. But until then, Armani A-Bomb and Davey Napalm, this is Work It Out. And besides that, we'll see everybody in Tulsa and Hartman, Arkansas, hopefully this weekend. And then right back here on the TPS Sports Podcast next week. Smooches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. My mama missing a chunk of a brain. It's 
speech ain't the same I'm wishing I could take away a pain Hate that I can't Cause I wasn't in a hospital bed Laid up with doctors hovered over Discussing why my right side stuck And such to say shit won't be the same I can be the change Make a better living situation For a life today All I gotta do is keep on grinding Respect the process And like my mirror speak through my ethic Hard work to earn lords Pay respect from like minds Who do the same Remaining true to the still Stay in their lane Life's a sport, guys, the coach, don't fuck up the play Cause any day and how you move, you win or lose through the game A fumble, it was humbling, it taught me how to choose Between storing in my past and moving forward in my shoes Price of resentment, the cost of counting, ain't counting Blessings, Lord, give me comfort, faith, I can't do it without them Yeah, I had the letter All the stresses, anxiety, depression I had the letter Give it all to him, yeah. What else could I do, yeah. How else could I win, yeah. yeah. When my patience was waning and the others were doubting, I felt on my furs and let the darkness surround me. That shit get to my head, then figured out it wasn't about me. Left the circus in the niggas that thought I was clowning. Lord bless him, change me until that message is grounded. Leave mercy to him, no weapon shall prosper around me. I let the enemy bring me to the brink and no return. But Napalm say that everybody gotta live to learn. See, it was just my turn. I had to feel a fire. I had the better thought of being ready to expire. It's fair to say I deserve the pain. Created times 10, I'm Avon. My only way to peace is leaving all hurt in the end. I was certain of this, so I thought shit, I was hurting from this. But faith kept my soul solid when my physical was furthest from fit. I found my purpose in the pencil and pen. Push your pain into this paper again. Yeah, I had to let them do it. All of the stresses. Anxiety, depression, Lord, I had to let him Give it all to him What else could I do? How else do I win? They won't let me be Just let me think I just had to let him Mm-hmm.